Hello, hello. Hi. Welcome, nerds. Uh, 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 <laughs> <laughs> Surprise! We have a guest. We have a guest. I'm back. <laughs> Tony's here. Yay! <laughs> And this is a new episode of the Nerdy North, if you don't know, that I had a hard time saying. Uh, Felicia had to reboot there for a moment. I did. My brain shut off. Um, no, it was, Tony was in for her birthday, so we went out, and I was like, what are you doing on Monday? Do you want to come and record with us? And then we'll also plan for the other one that I already know that you're coming and doing with us. Yes, please. Yes, please. I can't wait for that one. Buffy? Yeah. Okay. Because okay. uh, Tony is our resident Buffy expert, so she is going to come back. love Buffy. You are going to carry that episode. I uh, just like Sailor Moon. That's, <laughs> yeah, that's fine. Oh, because I just, I just finished You're season re- seven with Jazz. I was going to say, oh, because Jazz has been watching them. Yeah, we finished the whole thing. And it was interesting for me, too, because, like, I think the last time I watched the whole episode through, I was maybe 17. Right? Like, I feel like... And there is a huge jump in maturity between 17 and 32. Yeah. Uh, so we're watching it again, and I'm watching this, and I'm like... It's like... This was a standard in 1997? Like, they were allowed to put this on TV? What the hell? Like, I had opinions watching it. It's <laughs> wild going um, back to, like, 90 shows. I definitely, like, like, feel old sometimes when I watch things now. It's necessarily Not because, like... I understand, like, I need to view media from the lens of where it's come from. But the one that gets me is, like, the characters that I used to agree with. Yes. And the characters that I agree with now. It's, like, watch Little Mermaid. It's like, you are, yeah. you're 16. <laughs> yeah. You don't Simmer, love this man. Simmer down. Like, <laughs> listen to your yet. father. Grow as a person. <laughs> but, like, that's a very funny example. But it happens all the time where I'm yeah, like, oh, like, the character that I... Thought, like, thought was wrong was absolutely right in this scenario like I'm insane yeah. <laughs> like that was nuts yeah we I sh- I should make a drinking game out of it I would watch with Jazz <laughs> and at least two or three times an episode fucking Xander you fucking prick oh just every two or three minutes he's the worst he's the worst and I just remember like being that age and watching it and thinking he was so fucking funny. He was a comedic relief. He was the, the clown. And then watching it again, we got to the hyena episode and I was like, fuck this dude right away. Yeah, oh yeah. I forgot all about it. And then the end and they're like, let's just keep it from them. And Giles is like, it's fine. Blow it off. And I'm just like, you guys are sheds. How could you? What? I know. So before we get, we, have, in- we are going to have a lot to say. So. Uh, that was like a that was kind of like a, a preview of so like what Just we like. are going to be talking about then for the Buffy episode. Yeah. But for this episode, um, we are gonna be talking about Avatar. Avatar. The real and Avatar. Reveal. Fuck James Cameron. Yeah, no, thank you. He's the worst. Him and his overpriced Fern Gully. <laughs> I love that I'm not the only one that thinks so. Oh no, we no, hate James Cameron. This no, I, I this is officially a James Cameron slander podcast. Absolutely. <laughs> Fuck that guy. I, yeah. I just I can't I can't be bothered anytime someone's avatar and like the last airbender, right? That's the only like yeah. golden standard yeah, for that like, title. Yes. Correct. I always have two questions when yeah. people are like, oh Avatar. The first one is you do mean the show and not yeah. the live action movie. Ugh, we don't talk about And that two one. is always you mean the show and not the James Cameron movie. Yes. Yeah, I mean right. I will give you the visual effects of the James Cameron Avatar movie. Oh yes. 
chef's kiss. Lots, still, of, lots of new ground. I still but wish. the story yeah. itself, it was. It was an overpriced blue Frangeli movie. Yeah. And I, like, I wish I could see it in 3D just to have that experience. Because I remember when it came out and everyone talking about how incredible the 3D was. Totally not <laughs> trying <laughs> to, like, diminish at least that accomplishment that he did. The reason that I made that face is because as much as I shit on it, I have tried on more than one occasion to watch it. I've never been able to watch the entire thing. I've never been able to get through the entire thing. I think it's visually stunning. I'm 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 very upset because I love Sigourney Weaver so much. <laughs> yes. Right. And I just it sucks. It just it sucks. It's boring. It's full yep. of the worst white savior dudes in the world. Yep. And like I have to attempt to agree with the army while also being against the army. It's a weird, and it's a weird interpretation of like your propaganda. Yeah, like it's just like I don't. The message is cloudy at best, yes. and I've never been able to sit through the whole thing. It honestly, so it, it's going to sound <laughs> awful, and I'm probably not going to verbalize it correctly, but it hit me a lot as like, um, like assimilation, yeah, like forced right. assimilation, where like towards the end, like both different sides, and my brain differentiates it as in like like the first nations and yeah. and colonization where like at the end of the movie they don't like each other they're forced to work together because one side or the other will wipe each other out that's not a that's not a back and forth friendship that's not an agreement this no. is a forced interaction that they have to go through it's like them it's, it's mutually assured destruction it is so it's like like they're forced I'm to sorry, work together while they hate each other and all i can think of is like canadian history <laughs> oh no it's like Absolutely. oh good i'm so glad that this is just like a weird alien cold war it is yeah that's wild like that's wild yeah. but i would i would go to pandora in disneyland oh 100 like just to look and like i've heard they have probably the best food like well and it's so apparently um pandora flight is one of the best rides in mm -hmm. disney world yeah which fair enough yeah because there's not like when i went to disneyland like, some of the rides that were the best rides were, like, not rides for great properties. <laughs> One of my favorite rides was Miss, uh, Mr. Toad's Wild Ride. It ends- you go to hell! Yes! What? I loved Mr. Toad's Wild Ride. It's so I, good! I love like, it. Like, you, you literally end up in hell as yep. part of the ride. And it's from a, like, 1950s cartoon. It's amazing. Oh my god. It's really great. It is probably the most fun dark ride. Yeah. I know the I know the cartoon. I just didn't realize that was the ride. Oh yeah, no, you <laughs> end up in hell in the ride. It's the best. I had we had this lovely girl who uh when we were standing in line for it the evening that we went and did it because we did it a couple times. But like the evening when the evening was the first time we did it and we had this lovely woman who like her and her family were standing there and it was their daughter and her daughter was autistic. And it was her favorite ride in the park. And she's like, we do it. She's like, we're from here. We probably come. We'll do this ride. Uh, over the summer, we'll probably do it about 80 times. And so, she, and this girl is telling me everything about this ride. Yep. How, like, what the cars are, what cars are the most comfortable, and things I should need to look out for. And I was like, I love that you were telling me all about your hyperfixation. It's amazing. Yep. Yes. Um. So before we get into the actual good avatar, yes. we did have a hot take question that we asked earlier in the week. We Tony looks did. terrified. <laughs> so we can start and then you can you yes. can, you can I, I will form an opinion once once <laughs> I hear what you guys are saying. So our hot take question 
was, what villain do you think is e- irredeemable? Oh, she put her hand oh. up immediately. <laughs> I didn't even finish the sentence or question. <laughs> and we did get a few responses, which is great. Thank you so much. Yes. Uh, Kayla, would you like to start with your hot take? Um. Yeah. So I think that the most irredeemable villain, and I'm super happy because they don't get redeemed, is... um. Clayton from Tarzan. Oh, yes. yes. And I yep. just watched that today with Cole. Oh. I no, I love it. I love that he got fucking hung at the end of it. Yep. Because on top of just being, being the worst person, yep. he was like sexist and racist yeah. and he was all of the ists. Like he was just kind of the worst version of a white man. Completely. Yep. And it was so cathartic and lovely to watch him be like run through with his own petard like he did it to yes. himself yeah and that yes. was the best part about it but i don't think that there was anything that he could have done at the like at the end of that storyline for me to forgive that motherfucker couldn't oh, happen we no. agree yeah that's a good one all right um oh, i don't know why <laughs> <laughs> aggressive we're getting aggressive already i was um, excited um i guess mine would have to be i guess a two-part one First would be the Joker. Fair. I just, I can't see him ever being a redeemable character. No, I don't. Everything he's done. And you kind of understand where some people are like, come on, Batman. Like, you you can't just kill him already. Like, I I love the whole Justice League, uh, or or no, um, Injustice storyline for the video games where he kills Lois and their unborn baby for Superman. And Superman takes revenge and that's like his breaking point like i thought that was a really interesting twist the first to go was joker mm-hmm. but at the same time it's like that's just goes against everything batman stands for is killing and not wanting to relive those moments of his parents being killed yeah but i just everything the joker's ever done like even when he's trying to be quote-unquote nice or something like he's not he's, there's always an, another hidden motive yeah Second part would have to be uh, Warner Brothers Discovery. <laughs> what? Never, what? Um, no, uh, the the studio. The studio Warner Brothers, Warner Brothers oh. Discovery. And I was like done a merger with Warner Brothers right. and Discovery Network. And they canceled right, 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 almost right, right. fucking everything. Everything. So yeah, they, they the whole but, you know that's that's what really right. story arc started with canceling Batgirl and it just got profusely worse throughout the entire the last few months i guess since the announcement um the only redeemable thing that they have done is signed a contract with matt reeves for the batman um world as well as renewed harley quinn for season four yeah that's the only good thing they've done so far everything else is like and they're also like you know protecting ezra miller and like they're not canceling that movie after everything that this person has done yeah let's cancel batgirl which was complete Yep. They were just like, they were just there of completing the movie or this. Yeah, it was a movie. Yeah. So. Yeah, the Batwoman, bat not Batgirl, sorry. Yes. No, it was Batgirl. Was it Barbara. Yeah, Barbara Gordon. Oh, right, 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 right. Okay. And yes, Batwoman, the, the CW show is also canceled. Mm. Uh, same with The Flash is. is com- they finished, though. Like, they've. Yeah, they're completing the season and the then season nine. Yeah, it'll be a series finale situation. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, yeah, Warner Brothers Discovery right. is the ultimate villain at the moment. Oh. Fair. Very, very good. All right. 
Tony. Tony's turn. Tony's turn. Okay, so I have two. Yeah. One, and it doesn't matter who anybody who ever asks me. I get it. I got into an argument with someone who's like, that oh. doesn't count. Um, the hunter who kills Bambi's mom, to me, is the most irredeemable villain in all the movies. Because that movie wrecked me emotionally as a child. Fair. And yeah. I feel like that is one of those things that you don't think about when you're watching the movie as a kid. But you watch it again when you're seven or eight, and that just emotionally wrecks you. Oh yeah, I thought it about like, it the first time. I was like, "Why? This is why? A, this I, is a nightmare." Why that that was my this? very first like real grasp of death as a concept. Right, was when Bambi's mom got shot in that movie. So I'm like, that guy is a fucking asshole. I personally have nothing against people who hunt. I think it's fine. I got. But no him judgment. specifically, no, but that guy. But specifically, that particular cartoon hunter can suck my left nut. Because well, you don't, you don't uh, hunt the female cows. No, like that's no. that's just a thing. You just don't like. Yeah, especially up like up here, it's like you you mm-hmm. always go for the bull, no matter yeah. what. The bull in the buck, like that's yeah. who you go after. Or you don't shoot the mothers, especially when you see they have a baby. Right, like, like, that's not. Yeah, I could see it if it's like you you see a cow and she is really old or super lame. Like you know, she doesn't. I'm I'm for that. You know what? Like yeah. I I would rather she not have to go through a winter obviously lame or something like that like i feel like that's okay but like a very clearly like healthy yeah, female deer won't. in the middle like yeah they have a baby that i'd and i will make that assumption every time yes yeah. always fair fair, fair. uh fair. number two a redeemable uh villain and i have a very specific reason that i don't a lot of think a lot of people have thought about okay um scar from the lion king that was someone else because he suggested. eats his brother he yes, he eats his brother. Mufasa, when he gets down, right, his body doesn't stay there. It's gone. Um, hyenas don't eat lions. Nothing else in that territory will, will eat, eat a, a lion, lion except, for, except other for another lion. And there's that moment when Zazu is in that the rib cage and he's <gasps> got that skull. That's a lion skull. Oh no! He ate him, <gasps> and that's why he is the most one of the most irredeemable villains in Disney. Oh, and no. I totally just wrecked your whole world. I'm sorry, but it's true. I know. That's, oh, no. <laughs> I mean, I, I agree with Scar. Yes, he is absolutely irredeemable, but what the fuck? Yeah. That's uh, horrifying. Yeah. That is that is what it is. That it's, 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 yeah, it's the eating for me. If it was just that he was a shithead who murdered his brother, it's very Hamlet. It's fine. I can get over it. But it's the fact that looking back, he eats him. Oh, Jesus. Yeah. I'm like, no, you are now irredeemable. Like, mm-hmm. sure, you were an asshole. You are whatever. Like, your parents also named you garbage. So that's not a good thing. I see why you're butthurt. Again. It's like, <laughs> listen, we have one that's, like, named, like, King of Kings. Yes. And the other one's just, like, fucking trash. Gar- yeah. Garbage. Yeah. 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 And it's like, okay, there was obviously some favoritism happening yeah. here. And I feel like you are justified in being kind of... A dick about it. Yeah, like, for sure. That's fine. Yeah. So, um, I got a couple people, uh, some responses from some uh, listeners. I did as well, so. We have from my friend Nikita, oh. which I believe you agreed with her on hers. Which... Prince Humperdinck. Yes. Oh, fuck Prince Humperdinck. <laughs> that guy is a Clayton and a half. Right? <laughs> Same category. Where it's just like, on top of just being awful... In terms of, like, being the bad guy in the story, you're also just, like, an irredeemably gross human being. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, just, like, an absolute garbage person. Yeah. Absolutely garbage. And then uh, Nurse Ratchet, which... Uh, from where? 
She. <laughs> How do I explain Nurse Ratchet? Um, I have to remember. Like, it sounds very familiar. She had a really weird. It was almost like Munchausen by proxy. Like she would poison and maim patients oh. to keep them in the hospital to keep them under this her is a care. Real life like person? she was a real person. Oh. They made us. They made a movie. Like oh. it was. Uh, so I don't think was, her name was actually Nurse Ratchet. They, like, like they, they made, made a, a like she was based on a real person, but she's from the movie. It originally was the antagonist in One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest. Yeah. Oh, uh, and then they okay. ended up doing a whole second series of her getting up to that point, starring Sarah Paulson. Oh, okay. She's basically like a caricature of a couple, it's pulled from a couple different cases gotcha. throughout history of people who are like, have like narcissistic personality disorder um, and work, work in healthcare yeah. where they actively- actively will like harm patients in order to create have power over them and will do things to create a savior complex so that they look like they're these perfect amazing people caring for people where well they're also actually hurting them i watched a lot of criminal minds too so it's like there's people like they talk a lot about how there are emts who will hurt someone before they go on duty so that they can save their lives or oh. firemen who set fires on their duty so that they can be put out the fire. Like, it's, it's a Holy whole... Shit. Yeah. It's fucking... It's... Yeah. That's insane. It's diabolical. Uh, but yeah, like, so here's some of the things, like, in... Nurse Ratchet, the head administrative nurse at Salem State Hospital Mental Institution, where she exercises near-absolute power over patients' access to medications, privileges, basic necessities such as food and toiletries. She capriciously revokes these privileges whenever a patient displeases her. Her superiors turn a blind eye because she maintains perfect order, keeps patients from acting up, um, either through anti-psychotic or anti-convulsive medications or her own brand of psychotherapy, um, which a lot of time consists in humiliating patients. Um, she, and so like a lot of this was, she was an army nurse during World War II. Yep. Wow. In canonically, like yeah. in the storyline yeah. yeah. of it. That's a good choice. Yeah, absolutely. Those are some really good picks. Then the only other one, and I don't know if either of you are going to have a point of reference of this, is uh, my sister Tally <laughs> said Sasuke. No. So <laughs> Sasuke Uchiha is um, the proto, um, like the secondary protagonist in right. Naruto. Oh. But he okay. also has a villain arc that it is very debatable as to whether or not he should have been redeemed or not. Through the power of anime, he was. Yeah, he ends up right. a good guy. But I get where she's coming from based on just like the how that story yes progresses throughout. Because he kind of was a fucking asshole. Abandoned the entire village, tried to kill Naruto so many times, just several times. Um, they fought to the death. They ended up ripping each other's arms off. Wow. So, like, each of them is missing an arm from their last battle. It's just a flesh wound. Yeah, you know, as you do, as you do with your best friend. Um, Good reference. Thank like, you. and then even after he's, like, redeemed and, like, comes and saves him at the end of the, the series arc, uh, the girl who's been in love with him this whole time, who... They have a kid together now in, like, the... the Newer. Like, their kids series. Yes. And he's still just as fucked off, like, his left. Awesome. He comes back occasionally. They're never together. Mm. But she's, like, they're in love. 
I no. According to fucking who, right? <laughs> so I I don't agree that he's like irredeemable, but I definitely don't think massive that he, asset. Oh yeah, like I don't think he deserves. Everybody talks about he's like, oh, like Sasuke's just so cool, and I was like, he's not cool. He's an emo little bitch, and I get it. Like your whole family is dead. That sucks. But I don't think that he should have been given the amount of like screen time and love yes. that he was given after all of the awful things he did. Yes. Fair. Yeah. I have a couple of uh, people. Uh, Kylo Ren uh, from uh, my friend I Mandy. Disagree. I, 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 I disagree. I, uh, their reasoning is like, he killed a bunch of kids. Once you kill a ki- bunch of kids, I have no interest in you being redeemed. And that she put in uh, brackets. Also looking at you, Anakin. It's a hot take. It is a hot I take. I kind of agree, though. I, oh, it's I, tough. It makes me want to watch the sequel tr- trilogy, which makes me mad because <laughs> I don't want to. Yeah, it's like I don't want to fuck about it. So, so I actually saw a really fun Star Wars thing the other day where somebody's like, "I love how Padme just died of a broken heart," and General Grievous is basically one section of muscle tissue being kept alive <laughs> by a whole system of machines. But she was unsalvageable from a broken heart. Yeah. That is hysterical. Yeah. <laughs> I do, in a way, I do kind of agree with Kylo Ren. Like, it's just, I felt like we didn't spend much time with him to to earn that, like, the redeemability. Like, yeah. you didn't get to see the growth. No, it's like, all of a sudden, he meets Ray and he's conflicted. Yeah, because they then have it. some weird bond mm-hmm. out of nowhere. Like, yeah. I, I think the writing for the sequel trilogy is just sloppy anyways. You know, like, there's so many plot holes. There's so many things that they just tossed away that they started really well with The Force Awakening. The Force Awakens, I thought, was a really great preamble to, like, setting up a new thing. Yes. And then they shit the bed. Yeah. Yeah. Do I think that there was lots of interesting story arc pieces? Absolutely. So I think, for me, it's I don't think that he necessarily was redeemable in the story that we were given yeah. but i think we were given so many glimpses of like reasons could why have, he could have been yes. yeah that it's hard for me to be like no we'll yes. never be and it's like no if there was a better writer i probably would feel different absolutely yes. and i was like i i find it so funny that jj abrams has come out to be like i regret not having a better plan for the sequel trilogy he was like we were just kind of writing just so and excited to do it which is i get it like you're so excited to bring it back yeah. it was such a big big franchise like i totally get it and sure that kind of worked in a way for george lucas when he was writing it and yeah. in the oh, very beginning because he had his wife yeah. who fixed all of the <laughs> shit that he fucked it. up <laughs> for no credit george lucas basically spaghetti splooged on the wall <laughs> A big concept. <laughs> and I was like, I'm gonna make a movie. And his wife was like, Dear uh, God, let me fix this. Right. I'm right. sorry. I have feelings about George Lucas. That's fair. And we'll come to back to that when we do like a <laughs> giant episode of Star Wars. Because yeah. I'm like, we did a, a special one for Star Wars Day for May the Fourth. But it was like, there's just so many more feelings that <laughs> we should yeah. get through. <laughs> And I feel like we should have some special guests for Star Wars and for yeah. those big franchises where it's like you're you're the mega fan, right? Yeah. Like I'm I'm a casual fan. I have my feelings. I like the the series better, like the TV series better than any of the movies. Mm-hmm. But that's a whole other discussion. Do you want to see Kayla get offended really, really quickly? Yes. 
I liked one, two, and three better than four, five, and six. Oh. Okay. Wow. I am sort of lying. <laughs> Nostalgically, I am more attached to one, two, and three because they were the first, first ones that I watched. That's Nostalgically, fair. I love them, but I can also admit shitty movies listen but again i am, I am a fan love of a movie. bad movie i love a d-rated movie i love it it's it's, it's so entertaining but you know what when you watch obi-wan kenobi the series it gives you a better appreciation for the prequels yes um which i did not think was ever gonna happen. well and i think too because it felt so disconnected right yeah. which is like great like we need to see the basis of the story but there wasn't enough visible through lines to yes. connect everything back together mm-hmm. so it was just like okay like i have these three stories that are like a little package yeah and then i have these three stories that are a little package oh so this is how this like it's like it's kind of like we're just getting well it's like they're leaving it up to other people to to mat to put a and b together yeah you know it's like that's what all of these like new series are doing like the mandalorian and boba fett exactly obi-wan kenobi now ahsoka tano like it's all weaving all of these things together yeah because we've kind of gotten like three standalone story sets yeah that are and it's like okay they they either need to be separate story sets or i need to have more clear delineations and figuring out how we get from point a to point b and I don't want you to tell me, I want you to show me. Yes. I want to be able to logically make the conclusions, but I don't want to have to jump from A to Z to H to I. Like, yeah. And you shouldn't have to read in between the lines for every fucking thing. Like, come no, on. It shouldn't be up to the I love subtext, to but out. I don't want subtext in the I timeline yes. of my story. I yeah. don't want to have to take notation for my subtext. Yeah. Like, no. Hot take. Um, <laughs> it's for my friend Mike, and I agree with him. Uh, Zack Snyder with the DC com- with the DC movies. <laughs> Zack Snyder garbage. did us all dirty, and all I don't think dirty. I can forgive him. I can't remember wh- wh- where I read it, but it made so much sense when I when I saw it. It's Zack Snyder wasn't making a DC film. Zack Snyder was making a Zack Snyder film using DC characters. You're yeah. using DC characters, and that was a hundred percent accurate. It's like yes, like I, I agree with that statement. It's just so bad. It's all so bad. Like a part of me wants to relive everything, and I'm like, no, once was enough. Ah, uh, so I agree with you 100. I'm with you. My brain is dumb. So <laughs> when you said Zack Snyder, it took like it took me like probably a good 45 seconds for me I to went figure. To save by the bell. In all I think- <laughs> Ben, 
what his answer was. Mm-hmm. Um, he just smoked a joint. So he's like, the only thing that I can think of is Shooter McGavin. <laughs> <laughs> so that's Ben's answer. Okay. Shooter McGavin. From... But it is never in like a proselytizing, preachy sort of way. No, and no. it is always in about allowing you to examine your own opinions. Yes. It. And he is like this very, this crux of like what you were taught and what is true mm-hmm. and how do those things mesh together. Yes. yes. And Absolutely. how like, like you don't have to follow my advice. You don't have to do anything with the information I'm telling you. I want you to roll it around in your brain. Yeah. It, it was never that he wanted you to change. It was just like, roll it around. Yeah. Like, so be, and be, make your own decisions and yes. live your own life yes. and be your own person. Yes. And know that I love you regardless. Yes. What I really like too about Uncle Iroh is like, he was also raised in the Fire Nation. He was yeah. raised with Zuko's dad and he, obviously that family was fucked up way before yeah. that. Mm-hmm. So for him to be raised in the same way and in, in, with the same people and to turn out the way that he did is like, I would love to see like an offshoot, just like a really quick 45 minute made for TV movie about Iroh. Yes. I would love that. Just to see like the differences in like how the brothers grew, right? Because one is the emperor, one left court to sit with his brother's son. So like there was obviously something in childhood where one of them got something and the other didn't or vice versa that has changed dynamically. I think what happened, I, they, they talk about it where it's like he was this, this gifted, um, this gifted war general, and I think it was the fact that he lost to Ba Sing Se, but then his son dies, and I think that was the turning it really point. Really, turned. He was supposed to be the next in line. He was. He was yes. supposed to be the next fire lord. And then once his son passed, that's when. Um, well, and that's when the, the fire lord Ozen, Ozen like, brought, brought in him. and was like, "Oh yeah, like I'm going to be taking over." Yeah, and like or he, no, he he ta- he tells his father. That he wants, he should be next in line because Iroh doesn't have anymore. He doesn't. Yes, have the there's fire. no, there's no heir, there's no heir. He doesn't have a son to yeah. take over after him. And then he, his father was like, "How dare you? You like you um, dishonor like yeah. your family." And that's when Ozai plans his father's death. Right, right, right. And with the and that's when Zuko's mom comes into play because that's her father. Yes, yes is yes, that yes. her father or no? Her father was um, uh, Avatar. Um, Roku. Yeah. 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 Sorry. That's where it came from. So yeah, she And that's why they're all uppity. Yes. I remember that. Yeah. <laughs> this is where like this hard part for me is like I've seen all of Avatar. Right. Yes. Mm-hmm. I have not seen all of Avatar consecutively. Right. So, so sometimes like there's bits and pieces. <laughs> I'm like, like, wait, did that happen before or after this? Did I see that episode? I thought I did. But I, I thought that way. Yeah. So I get like a season and a half in and then I watch something else and then I'm like, oh, I forgot what happened. So I have to start it over. I can't just continue. Right. And I've done that three or four times. Yeah. Fair. And for me, like I remember when it was first airing, I, I would watch it here and there and that was kind of like my gateway into the Avatar world. And then I would just forget about it was on. So I would just be doing other things until finally I was like, oh, like, was it Cartoon Network or something? We'll do an entire marathon. Yeah. So and you can just sit down and watch a whole season yeah. at a time. Because they're only like 20, 23 minutes. Yeah. Like the it's it's very consumable in yeah. terms of like the length of the episode, the amount of episodes per season. Like it is it's a very bingeable show. And mm-hmm. if you have not seen it, I would highly recommend you can sit down, crank that bad boy. Like if you are home with a cold, you can crank that bad boy out in like a day and a half. Yeah. yeah. 
But I would love to see like a, a story told before Iroh, like before Avatar The Last Airbender, like his yeah. story. Well, so um, I believe they are doing prequel stories. Ooh, okay. Um, doing... I'm going to look it up. I'm going to look it up because they're going to do some previous avatars. They're doing, Um, she she was the, the last airbender avatar. They're doing her story in comic form. Korra? No, not Korra. That she came after. Oh, okay. So mm. she, um, oh, I can't remember her name. I don't think. No, because Kyoshi was uh, Earthbender. Earthbender. They were she was right before Roku. Yeah. So, so she it, was the, the, the air, nomad. airbender nomad before. Because um, um, it was Roku. her, Kyoshi, uh, Roku, Aang. No, you're missing water. So. It's okay. <laughs> so it's air, water, earth, fire. Yeah. So she was uh, she was the last air avatar before before egg so she was the four generations yes okay so she's getting her own comic uh kiyoshi is supposed to get her own movie but they're pushed that back so that now we're getting an animated movie for teenage gang okay i love the idea of that mm-hmm. because and and i know a lot of people are probably going to get upset i never saw the ang and guitar thing they gave me very strong Xander Willow vibes the whole time. I never saw it. And then and then I started watching Korra and I was like, what? They got, what? No. Like, it just never made sense to me. It, it did to me. Yeah, same. Only, but I also get the people that were like, no, that doesn't feel right. They just, because I feel like because it was such like a friendship relationship and that does work for some it people does. and they cared so deeply about each yeah. other. That's yeah. like. Could I see that blossoming into romance? Absolutely. Yeah. But I could have also seen Zuko and Katara because they're so like, passionate. I liked yeah. that a lot better. I loved the idea because there's a balance there that you don't get with with water and air. Right. Mm-hmm. That I I just loved the idea of that so much more. I just never really saw it. Like they gave me really strong Xander Willow vibes. Where like, Listen, yeah, I also absolutely might have been a crush there for a little while. Like sure, mm-hmm. but it also felt like like you guys are so good, so much good friends that like. It would not take a whole lot of like meeting someone else and be like, oh yeah, like I'm really into you. I totally understand that this dude's just my friend. Right. Like I, you know, I just mm-hmm. never, was never really the pairing for me. And then I found out that they got married and like had babies and I was just like, no. <laughs> yeah. Like, and it's, it's, I get it. Like I'm, I'm not mad about it being canon. Totally yeah. Fine. I don't, yeah. I don't have an opinion. It's just, I never really saw it. Like mm-hmm. watching the show. I was just like, I, this make, doesn't make sense to me. I think it wasn't maybe strong enough like kind of built in so maybe that maybe that's something that will be like a lot clearer right as as we see them grown up as teenagers yeah because they're what like 13 when uh i think Aang was like 11 11 12 so like and then katara is a few years older than yeah i think katara's 13 uh, ang was 11 uh sokka's like 15 zuko is 16 right so i think maybe that could be it where it's just like i just never really saw it like but, like, if they do a teenage one, mm-hmm. yeah. I would love to see the progression there. Just because it didn't feel real when they were kids. Right. But I could see how things change, like, puberty and emotions and hormones and shit. Like, absolutely. Mm-hmm. I just never saw it when they were 11 and 13. But maybe when they are, you know, 15 and 17, maybe I'll have a different opinion. Totally fair. Yeah, absolutely. Cora and um, Asami. Asami. As- Asami. Yeah. Originally watching the series, it was on TV, and then all of a sudden... Nickelodeon pulled it and put everything online. Right. So I couldn't watch the last two seasons. So when I found out that they ended up together, I said, like, what are you talking about? She was a Mako. 
So it's like, I couldn't understand like where that direction went. And I was like, I, I understand like probably like there was a lot of coding involved and yeah. rewatching it Which now. I believe we talked about when we, we did. did our, um, our LGBTQ yes. plus episode. We did. So it's like looking back, it's like, okay, it's there, but I can see that being the same case for Aang and uh, Katara. Yeah. So my favorite pairing, and just, just because it just makes my heart happy. And it's like, obviously not canon, obviously, is uh, Sokka and and Zuko. I could see it! I love them together. I I think some of my favorite Avatar fanfic is like Sokka and Zuko. I I love a good pairing like that. Like I am obsessed with like a Draco Harry Potter. Oh, I am I, a, I, <laughs> I am a dreary shipper to the end of my life. <laughs> right. I I love that competitive like enemies to friends to lovers thing. Like oh. I I love it. There is nothing better than an enemies to lovers. It's the greatest. <laughs> enemies to lovers baited coffee shop au yes me cute oh <laughs> i love it tattoo flower shop get out of my life yes <laughs> it's like yeah it is like a consistent trend. Read, okay thank god thank god i, I was that. gonna say uh <laughs> she's she's fan fiction. i'm sure she knows what we're talking uh, about so if you guys don't know what we're talking about um <laughs> because you're not chronically online um it is a trope in fan fiction for an au an alternate universe storytelling for people to do fan fictions to have one character run a flower shop and one character run a tattoo shop and they're either across the street from each other or beside each other and it is their way of doing a meet cute so you have one soft bubbly lovely yeah and grumpy sunshine yes (laughs) and then somebody who's like seems badass and wonderful and is secretly like, a golden retriever is quite literally like <laughs> they like feed the stray cats behind the tattoo shop but they're like yeah. covered in tattoos and seem super hard and like like hard rock music but also like save puppies in their free time yeah it's zuko i, I it's love zuko. it it is zuko <laughs> secretly a marshmallow i love it or one that i've been seeing more and more often these days is um like a like a motorcycle club and a lady who runs a bakery for some reason. Amazing. It's always a, I don't know, it's always a bakery. I love, or like an animal shelter or something. It was the, it was the hard and the soft, right? Like, like it's, yeah. I, I, I love it. I love oh, it so, so good. Much. So good. Um, for a second, I thought you were going to say um, Soka and Toph. And I was like, oh. Mm, no. I mean, I do <laughs> I love me some Toph. I think I if think I had to pick a favorite character, it would be Toph. Absolutely. absolutely. She's going to get her she, own segment. <laughs> Um, I'm just, just so brutally honest. I I've it. just convinced that um, adult Toph just went around because there's like in um, uh, Legend of Korra. In Legend of Korra, there's just like statues of Toph everywhere. everywhere. And I'm just convinced she went around yeah, until and then. like <laughs> earth bended them into existence and then fucked off. Yeah. Well, I, what I like to think is that the people made them and then she's like, that's incorrect and just fixed it. Yeah. <laughs> and then uh, I also like part of me is like really mad. That talk became a cop. It doesn't fuck. That's I, not a cab. Like including, I'm sorry, including apparently adult talk because cops are garbage. Uh, she, this little firecracker badass right. who like Whoa. did not stand up to like stood up to the institutions that she was forced to live under and yeah. like. And now you're gonna and be like fought for money when she was twelve. Yeah, mm-hmm. very mercenarial. Uh. I cannot in any way, shape, or form imagine a world 
where she, it is it is probably the thing that I find most unbelievable about their like story arcs as from the from the gang. Yes. Well, especially when when um in Legend of Korra, she the whole cover up with her daughter, right? Like covering up her daughter's crime and everything, and then going like fucking off into secluded uh, seclusion and just leaving her girls. I can kind of believe that part, but just like that whole like I just I could see her like, like out leaving of, on her own into live in the swamp and be like I'm done with people like leave me well, alone. Well, even like from like something like something really awful happening, like yeah, I could see her being like. I'm not taking, like, I can't take this and, like, Mm -hmm. leaving. But not because she, she would not do something that she would be so morally objected to. No. Yeah, that that was the the hard part um, for me with that story arc. And, yeah, I'm sorry, Toph shouldn't have been a cop. The only way I could see it working was, like, if she specifically planned it out so that she could cover up her friend's crimes. That's the only way it would work. Mm-hmm. And maybe if she was that like, was, oh, yeah. I can see you're about to get into trouble. I'm going to go through police academy because that's necessary. Like, it would just, it just doesn't make sense. And it, I think being able to fill in those gaps now is going to be really important to be like, how, so. how did we get from a, point A to point B? Yeah. And that's what this new movie, like this new series and new movies that are coming yeah. out. And I'm so happy that the team behind the Avatar The Last Airbender or have their own studio now, so they can just do whatever they want do to do, whatever they want, rather than being constricted by Nickelodeon. Yeah, yeah, who were complete have... garbage to them during Legend of Korra. You know, like terrible. I think Nickelodeon I... in general, I feel like it's just a shit show. I think so too. Yeah. And like putting those restraints and not giving them the, the creative freedom. Like, of course, they they pulled Korra to be online, so it's you can't general audience can't consume it now yeah because they're they want the the lgbtq storyline with like we're touched on throughout throughout all of both iterations of the avatar where like you're dealing with war and class issues Mm -hmm. and race issues and um like indentured servitude and like there is heavy themes in there yeah and i think it just kind of got to the point Especially with Korra, because they are very, they're a little bit older. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, like, they're really tackling a lot of those in a more direct way rather than yeah. just yeah. Um, kind of the wars ge- happen, gesturing the to them yeah. as we were then. So, it's just like, instead of allowing them to really, in an, an amazing and graceful and thoughtful way, the way that they did the storylines, mm-hmm. instead of being like, oh, yeah, like this is being approached in a thoughtful and tactful manner that is easy to consume and easy to understand but doesn't shy away from the truth of it all is rather than just like have that air they're like eh, you and your you and your weird class rights and your union shit and your gays can go on the internet yeah that's what it felt like yeah yeah so that's what i'm looking forward to most is them uh the team having their own the studio like i said so they can have both hands on the wheel and be able yeah. to re- release what they want Absolutely. And tell the stories they want without restraints. Because they did such a wonderful job with Airbender. Mm-hmm. They did, like, they had a complete story for each season. Mm-hmm. And it's like, yeah, as much as I would love a season four, like, you didn't need it. Mm. Right? Like, they, they kind of capped it off perfectly. Um, I think it's one of the best blends of North American and... Um, Japanese sensibilities for an individual property, right? Yes. Because that's something that 
anime does so well is having overarching storylines for each season that meld together. Because mm-hmm. you can have like a large theme that's going to go over your entire series while each have like having an individual story component yeah. in your seasons. Whereas a lot of, especially like pre-Avatar, a lot of kids TV shows from North America, they were not um, story arcs, they were serialized, right? Right. Um, so that you could, so they could play reruns and do it in whatever order they wanted. And you never to. really miss anything. Because it's all, like, there might be one or two things that overarch for the season, but every episode is kind of standalone. Yeah. Yeah, I've, I've been wanting to watch Clone Wars and uh, Rebels for a long Clone time. Clone Wars is really good. Um, I found out it's like, it's not in story order, so the story order starts, it's fucking wild, it's stupid, it's like, episode one and then it's like episode two should actually be episode 16 from season two i hate it when they do that and i'm like why would why? you do that why do you hate me and <laughs> so it's like i'm not gonna i'm, I'm still not gonna, gonna bother now it. i'm still gonna watch it i'm just not gonna give a shit about the order it has to be in because it's like it's just gonna give me a fucking headache having to like stop go back search through the seasons and sometimes disney plus can be a fucking mess to deal with but yes absolutely um, all right, so let's take a little bit of a break, and then do we want to talk about, I want to know, when we come back, mm-hmm. um, what you think your bending ability would be. Ooh. Can we also please talk about what the hell the white lotus is? Because I've never understood. Are they good? Are they bad? What's the deal? Yes. Fair. We'll Fair. We can absolutely that. talk about that. Cool. Hi. <laughs> <laughs> We missed Tony burping when I hit record by about 10 seconds, so. Oh, that would have been our intro fact. I mean, hey. I mean, I, I'm pretty sure I've humiliated myself at least once on every single one of these hey, episodes. That's, so, that's every episode. You know, uh, I don't know we're, if we're you've listened right to any of the episodes. At least once, there's something absolutely right? stupid that happens. Uh, Jazz doesn't like it when I listen to them in the car anymore. <laughs> really? Because <laughs> I argue with you. <laughs> Or you guys will talk about something, and I'm like, oh, oh, or like this, and she's like, Angie, tell me, they can't they hear you. Like, you, <laughs> you are not involved. <laughs> like, Jayla, she can't hear you. They cannot hear you. Yeah. Like the, when I was telling you, the Magnus Bane thing, and you, was, you you said on one, like, oh, I wish that there was a book. And I'm in the car, and I'm like, oh, oh, there is. Oh, my God. And I'm freaking out about this. And she's like, Angie, tell me, she can't hear you. Yeah. So, yeah, she's like, please. I just, asked, I, I just asked call her. her. I was like, can I, can I put on a podcast? Please don't. Please don't. <laughs> yeah. You're going to get all amped and worse in the car. Like, I am trapped in here with you. <laughs> so yeah. maybe don't. The only time she's okay with it is um, if at some point we need to have a serious conversation because we have them in the car. Yeah. She's stuck with me for an hour and a half. Right, right. Uh, so if she knows we need to have a serious conversation, she will suggest, hey, have, has Kayla done a new podcast in the last <laughs> while? We can listen to it. And I'm like, I know what you're doing. <laughs> I'm going to allow it because I want to listen to it. <laughs> but I know what you're doing and you should know that I know. Uh, thanks, amazing. Jake. Amazing. Appreciate it. Appreciate the listening time. Uh, that's so funny. Yeah. Um, all right. So <laughs> I asked a very serious question before we went on break. Mm-hmm. Yes, you did. <laughs> what would your bending ability be? I will go first. I think my bending ability ability would be uh, water bending. Yeah, I, I, I just, can see that. I would want it to be water bending because I feel like that's so fucking cool. Like you could like 
take the water from someone's lungs. Like, and I'm, I'm, I would be a villain. <laughs> you, you, could, you could, but I, but I would love that's, it. That's why bending how, blood. That's how Katara created blood bending. Right? Like, I love the idea. Oh, I would misuse that power so bad. Oh, but yeah. it also would be like lovely and gentle and flowing. Like, well, because water bending is also used for healing as well, right? Yeah. But I, but I think at the end of the day, I'd probably be an earthbender. Yeah, I was gonna say earthbender. I, I am not quite passionate and out there enough for firebending as cool as that would be um and i'm a little too rigid for airbending yeah oh i'm way too rigid for airbending i i i know for a fact i would love to be an air i do not have like the focus no and the calm within my body to be an airbender yeah and i achieve things through raw anger and emotion (laughs) yeah so i am a firebender through and through okay i thought you were gonna say earthbender no, nope. no, I can see that. I can see yeah. that fire for, for you too. I could see earthbending just because, like, I like having that like stability. Yeah, but I I achieve everything out of anger and spite. <laughs> that is a that is firebending. <laughs> I, it just reminds me of the episode where where like um, Zuko's trying to teach Aang how to firebend, but it's like all his anger is gone. He's like, "What's happening? <laughs> like, I, why can't I do this?" <laughs> Because you're not mad. Yeah. Like, you don't, you are not simmering below boiling with rage right yeah. now. Um, I would I think best walls. Like, if I was an earthbender man, like, impenetrable. <laughs> Just like me. <laughs> um, see, and I think Arya, my daughter, I think she would be an earthbender. I could see it. Yep. Very stubborn and, like, hard-headed and you cannot make me, I will not move. Yep, yeah, I see that. And as much as a piss, I think Ben would be an, air, an airbender. I was just thinking that. Yeah. I was just thinking that he would be an airbender. My my partner's so- like sitting in the living room right now because we kicked him out of the office to record as we do when we are doing an episode. Um, And just, I've never, it's very good because I am not calm ever at all. And he is the calmest human being in the world. <laughs> And just, like, it's so easy and go with the flow and whatever and, like, yeah. doesn't get stressed about things very often. So he would absolutely, he would absolutely be an airbender. That's, Amazing, yeah. I don't think I've ever seen him show strong emotion. No. Like, no. Just laughing. Yeah, I think that's probably the, the <laughs> most excessive has been, like, him laughing too hard at something. It's probably it. We were talking about this. We've never had a fight. I was just going to say, between the two of you, I don't feel like you guys would be the kind of couple that argues. Like, I could see a disagreement yeah. here and there. Yeah, and like, even then. But an actual, like, I'm going to yell at you and you're going to yell at me and we're going to go to bed angry fight. Nope. I don't, I couldn't see it. Nope. We've never had a fight. I am extremely jealous. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> I think for me, I just, I end up, clo- like, I just close myself off. Like, yeah. Well, Fuck you then and walk yeah. away. And then it's like, you're going to get a silent treatment. So go fuck yourself then, I guess. Pretty much. Pretty much. All right. So now that we know our, 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 bending. our bending alignments. You guys should tell us yours in the comments. And stuff. Yeah, please. What you, what you think and if we agree with you. Yeah. <laughs> or if you think that we have like known, like said something wrong about ourselves. Like if you're like, you're a bold faced liar, Felicia. <laughs> And you are an airbender. I would kind of disagree, but thank you. Also, yeah, you can go ahead and like, disagree with me. I'm just going to fight with you. <laughs> Which is, very Which is why you know that, that you're not correct. You're not going to change my mind. Yeah. I will listen to your argument and then I will be like, okay, cool. 
and leave. Great. Very tall of you. Have 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 fun with that. I have mean, the day you deserve. Yeah. <laughs> you know. I'm not gonna let you ruin my life just because you don't think I'd be a, a an earthbender. Like, and really, it's not a hill I plan to die on. No. no. <laughs> I could make it, like, if you're really gonna come at me for it, I will make it the hell that I die on. <laughs> Solely to piss you I will ruin your day. It's like, oh, so you want to fight, fight, right? <laughs> I was even telling Kayla, the next time someone really pisses me off, I want to go out and I want to find those boxes that are spring-loaded and you put confetti in them, oh, right? Yeah. And then I want to go and I want to find penis-shaped confetti and I want to soak it in henna and send it to somebody. That is the next person that pisses me off. And it's hard. It oh. is hard. Well, and so, and angry. she's saying this to me. We're in office. <laughs> we're, we're in public. There is like this poor man behind the counter <laughs> who is just like. Uh, uh, there's a reason I'm single. <laughs> like it was, it's just like, I, I appreciate it. And I love, I love that for you. And I like, I appreciate the energy. <laughs> but, I would like uh, it's a lot. And I don't know what it is about Kayla. Whenever I hang out with Kayla, my <laughs> decibel level and the shrillness <laughs> of my voice will go up five or six levels solely because she's in the vicinity. Because I'm the <laughs> loudest person in the world. You're trying to compete because I'm so loud right? all the time. And I mean, and in my family, I'm the one that's loud. I'm I'm the one that's super loud. My mom is always telling me, Tony, decibel level. Holy shit, I can't hear. My mom very regularly is like, why are you yelling? Yes. And I'm like, I'm literally my, not, but my thanks. mom hates talking to me in the car. Because she'll say something and I'll get amped. And the next thing you know, she's like, Tony, you're yelling. And I have no idea. Oh wow. So anytime I'm with Kayla, it's like I'm really loud and she's really loud. And then we're just really loud, loud together. together. <laughs> and then we feed off of each other. And the next thing you know, we're crying in public because we're laughing too hard. Yeah, it's great. It's We've been doing this for 15 years. It, yep. <laughs> it, it works. Yeah. Nothing, nothing new. No, no. All right. And I it's think all you for entertainment people. Yeah. Listen, I am a good time. You are right? a good time. <laughs> I am a sneaky good time. It's it's very funny because like it is not often because I know that it uses literally all of your social battery. It does. Like you have the, you are one of I the have... most fun and then you're like, and I now need you to leave me alone for five to 10 business days. Yes. <laughs> I, I can be the funnest person in the world for about two to three hours, but then I'm done and I'm like, no, I need about a month to recover. Like, we went out for my birthday on Saturday, and I probably won't go out again for another year. Yeah. I, I, I just... But then I go out, and we have a fucking good time. I'm down for anything. When I'm when I'm down to go, I am down to go. Did that guy test you? Yes. Oh, my gosh. Oh, this, this is going to be another conversation. <laughs> Did I tell you his name? I'm, I'm really sorry if you listen to this podcast. I uh, sincerely <laughs> doubt it. But if you do, my bad, dude. He was perfectly nice. He was, he, he was just obviously way too young. Oh. He did look like twenty one, you know, and I mean, I'm, I'm and maybe he just like looks great for his age. Right? That's entirely and, possible. You know, no judgment if you're socially awkward. I, you know, he just, just the whole thing about it. I did not like that he followed us to your car to say goodnight. No, I, that did, was... I didn't. I did not enjoy that. That's sad. No, you know, I just I mean? cringed. I yes. physically cringed. Right. Well, because I mean. I'm such a closed off person that like when he asked me for my number and if we could talk, I was like, I mean, I'd be open to a conversation. Like I'm super closed off that I have to actively be like, you know what, Tony, there's nothing wrong with giving him your number if you're not actively interested. 
because once you talk, you might get actively interested. That's how it works for me. Right. Um, but the whole time I was just like, I don't really want to, but I kept telling myself that like, I'm lonely. I'll complain about how like no one loves me. And then someone will be interested. I'll be like, <laughs> like it's, it's the weirdest dynamic that I have with myself ever. Um, yeah, so, like, he already had my number at that point. There was no reason for him to follow us to the car. But he did. And then he asked me He asked me twice if I wanted to go to the lookout with him. And I was just like, no. No. Like, no that thanks. night? Yeah. Oh. And I was just like, no. No, thanks. So, I think, obviously, like, very newly bar age. And oh. I got no judgment for an age gap. But personally speaking, I don't want to date someone who's newly 19, thank you, at 32. Not the aesthetic I'm going for. I want to be taught. I don't want to teach. Exactly. <laughs> I'm so glad that you said it, A, for Kayla's face, and B, for the pure relatability. You teach Kayla is dying right now. I don't like, want to Like, actively you. dying right now. You should just choke <laughs> It's not even that you said it, because fair. Like, I totally agree. It was the, like, the smoothness of that phrase. Yes. And just, like, how concisely you basically were talking about, like, wanting somebody who knows what the fuck they're doing. Yeah. Yeah. It was, it was the politest. It was, like, basically, like, the politest way to be like, he's got to throw a good pipe. <laughs> he absolutely has to at that point. I feel like that's not an out of the box thing to want. No, in your thirties, you know, like I, I'm not gonna. Even when I was twenty five, I'm like, come right? on. Like, I feel like oh. some people like that. Some people like being the teacher, and it's like I can't deal with it. Just like I have to be in charge of so many things in my like day to day life that the concept of having to like be in charge in a romantic and or sexual relationship makes me get hives. Like, I don't want to do that. Which is hilarious because we went to the grocery store on Saturday. (laughs) (laughs) And Kayla just marches in, grabs a cart, or grabs a a little basket, and she's like, okay, what do we need? Let's go. And she just marches. So, like, her and and Tam, because we're getting stuff to make tacos, are, like, following around behind me. And I was like... She kept asking us questions, and we're like, oh, no. Awesome. I was like, okay, like, what do we, like, okay, we're doing tacos. What do we need? Like, what do you already have? And Tom's like, I have beef. And I was like, okay, fucking great. We're getting everything. I was like, all right. So they're like, can we get a thing of iceberg lettuce? It's like, there's four of us. Let's get green leaf lettuce. It's less expensive. We'll use all of it. You won't have half a head of lettuce. And it also has nutrients in it. And Tony's just like, wow. <laughs> I <laughs> grab the green leaf lettuce and I walk over and I was like, Okay. Is everybody gonna have tomatoes or can I get just one? She's like, Well, I won't have them. I was like, that's not what I asked. No, not the question. Not the question, Tony. And you're like, Well, I guess like we could probably like Jazzy will probably have some my mom will mom will have some and then, like I knew that I was like, Okay, great. I grabbed cool. a tomato. Yeah. And I felt around and I was like, I was like, Oh no, these ones are good, these ones are good. And you're like, Why are you looking for a farm one? And I was like, So that they're not slimy. Like, what yeah. are you talking about? I don't eat tomatoes. I feel like and this I, is like the polar opposite of the, the last time. Of us went to the <laughs> yeah. And that's so that's I, I brought that up too. It's like Kayla's <laughs> the best as long as she's not hungover. Because <laughs> I really I I walked through the store with at one point I had to like I left you guys with the thing to meander because I needed to go back a couple aisles and I was like, just 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 hold this, I'll be back. Yeah. <laughs> because I power I hate going to the grocery store. So I power walk through it like, like my feet are on fucking fire. Yeah. Um, it would like, not be a march 
out of place on like an army base. No, I and it is like I go get what I need because I hate being there. The whole thing gives me anxiety. I don't no, do not make eye contact with. I don't want to talk to you in the grocery store. I, if you are my friend, I like you. I will wave hello. Don't drag me into a conversation. I'm having the worst time of my fucking life. Yeah. Um. But so we're marching through, and I'm like, hey, well, we need this, and we need this. And I was like, no, don't get that. We're going to get pre-grated cheese. Yeah, we're going we're to do this. We're going to do that. And the whole time, I'm like, this is great. I click and collect everything. I hate the grocery store. Jazz won't even go in with me anymore because she feels my anxiety rise. Yeah. And by the time we're at the checkout, she can tell I am done, and she's afraid. Like, she does not want to do anything that may set off that panic. So she's like, I just, I, can we just click and collect? I'll, I'll give you a list of things that I, I think we should have this time. Like, here's what I wanted to have this week for dinner. Or like, mm-hmm. can you just, can you just click and collect? And I'm like, you know what? That's a really fucking good idea. Yeah. So that's like the online shopping? Yeah. Okay. Oh yeah. No. And it's, I would love to be able to do that, but we, so, and. But you have so, a lot of more, like you got more food allergies than I do. Like I have no problem just like, okay, I know this and this and this and this brand doesn't matter. But there's yeah. a lot more, like, other people have to consider a lot more different things. Yeah. I'm just like, okay, it's and the like, cheapest. And because and I need to get stuff that Aria will eat. And if, like, if she, they don't have something, like, I can't just be like, oh, I'll go without. The substitution it's like, thing. Yes. Yeah. Um, but, so they're like, I don't eat beef. And neither does Jeff. Jeff. So they're like, oh, I guess we can get ground chicken. And we go over there. And the look, there's no ground chicken. There's no ground turkey. Tony is shell-shocked is like what do i do now but they had like chicken fillets and i was like oh i'll just chop those up and we'll have chopped chicken yeah and they're like they're both it's... like what and i was like how much did i get <laughs> like how many people are we feeding there's so much taco left over at my house i'm so excited I like, that's it. that's amazing but anyway yeah. the pair of them watching me like soldier <laughs> it was the... it was awesome yeah i had a really good time just watching her go perfect yeah it's great all right, you asked about the White Lotus. That's back to what we're talking about. <laughs> yeah. Uh, segue. Uh, yeah, no, the White Lotus. I never understood it because it was, and I don't know if it's just because, like, I never watched the series consecutively. Mm-hmm. I've seen all of it, but never in a row, right? So I don't know if I just am missing something, but some episodes, they seem like they're not terrible, and other episodes, they're pretty obviously a bag of dicks. So, so what is it for? Like, what's so, the purpose? Part of that is just because there's, like, a shroud of mystery around them. Because until until we kind of learn about them shortly after that, they're a, very, like, they're a secret society yeah. that's been around for a really, really long okay. time. Um, and the purpose really was about protecting the Avatar and kind of, like... Training the Avatar. Training the Avatar as well as they collect information for the Avatar. Like, being that secret... So, yeah, basically. Yeah. Um, so, I, I have it pulled up. Okay, thank you. Specifically, so that and their affiliation is listed as neutral, like they're not positive or negative because the like the the governing phrase for the White Lotus is the quest for truth above all else. Okay, so like their purpose is to protect and train the Avatar, um, guarding the world's most dangerous criminals. So like anybody that is like a threat to the full world, right? That then falls onto the White Lotus to guard that person, right? Okay. Um, and then sharing knowledge and philosophy and beauty. Okay. Which is why it's, it seems like a dichotomy of weird things, but yes. it is about creating the most balance in the world and to, and being searching for the truth, good or bad. Okay. I figured it was something like that just because like it, <clears throat> it would go back and forth mm-hmm. and I'm just like, okay, well like what's your deal then? Right. But if, but if it's all contextual within like situation, 
this situation is how I would like this to go. So I'm going to do this, this situation. I don't really care about. So I'm just going to see what happens. Well, and so what it is, is like, like they're basically about sharing, sharing and seeking any ancient knowledge across political lines, across national lines. And there is no division between the nations for them. Okay. So as somebody, a a white Lotus from the fire nation is 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 a white Lotus. And they're the same as a white Lotus from the Southern water tribe. They're a white Lotus. Okay. They give up everything. And this is their new, right? Like this, this is like their allegiance, right? right? Is to sharing truth, knowledge, beauty, philosophy, and ancient information across all members of white lotus fair and i mean i guess now that you've said it out loud too that kind of does go hand in hand with like the premise of the show is that you can overcome all these things if you only have these qualities so that makes more sense to me now Mm -hmm. i guess like the red lotus from legend of korra they're more based on chaos they they um they're very anti avatar they don't believe that there should be that hierarchy of power right um so let me pull up their thing because it's also on this list <laughs> i love it and like, it would be really like i don't know if any of the comics kind of delve deeper into any of those lores or kind of like the history of, of the red and white lotus like they are like the red lotus are supposed to kind of like the sister group but like the the chaotic group i guess so basically so what the actual like written purpose is in is to usher in a new age between the spirits and humans, which is why they're trying to open up the spirit gate. Right. Um, by overthrowing the Order of the White Lotus, all of the Four Nations governments, and overthrowing the Avatar. Okay. So, like, what they are wanting is to eliminate hierarchy and open up the world between the spirit world and the regular world, which would, in the process, destroy everything Everything. for everybody. Right. Okay. I wonder if there are comics based on them. I'm sure there is. Mm-hmm. I feel like there's a comic for everything these days. Yeah, because it was founded by founded by Zhao Ba um, as a splinter faction of the Order of the White Lotus. Okay. Cool. Cool. Things I didn't know and now I do. That's the purpose of this show. Right? <laughs> and I don't even think I watched a lot of Korra either. I started it and then again, like I watched something else and then it no longer existed in my brain. Yeah, that's I just fair. never went back. Like I liked it. It was it was fine. I didn't have anything against it. I just got distracted, and then it didn't exist anymore. Like you, like I said, when it gets pulled from cable yeah. strictly onto online stuff, we're here. That was kind of impossible yes. for the longest time. Yeah. Like even now, you gonna if you don't have the unlimited package, you kind of have to watch what you're watching. Right. That's why I don't <laughs> watch a lot of Disney Plus. I will only watch Disney Plus the first three days and the last three days of the month. Mm-hmm. Right. Otherwise, it's too expensive. Especially at Hinge Junction. Yeah. Yeah. Like, oh my god, is it ever. Um, I was going to say something, and then I forgot what it was. Happens a lot here. Who do you think is the most misunderstood character in the show? Ooh. Azula. Thank you. I I was... You... Two seconds ahead of me. (laughs) Yes, Azula. I think I... I don't agree with her, and I don't think that there's any redeeming her, but But I think... There is an argument for nature versus nurture there. That I think gets undercut a Mm. lot. As well as kind of like, she was, there was no way for Azula to succeed. There was no, no, there was no out for her. There was no way to fix any of this. No. So I think her life happened to her. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like, do I think that there was, and there was no way to get around it. Right. No. Whereas as much as it was really hard on Zuko to have, being banished was the best thing that could have happened. It could have. Yeah. 
comparison. Being Absolutely. being burned by his father and thrown out best thing is the best thing that could have happened to Zuko. Otherwise, he would have done it would have been the same thing as Azula. Yep. He would have won. He would have killed the Avatar if he hadn't have been banished. I very firmly believe that mm-hmm. if he hadn't been banished, if he had continued his training in the palace by the time the Avatar came out of the ice, he would have mm-hmm. been, I'm absolutely 100%. I have no moral dilemma about this. I'm going to capture him. I'm going to bring him to you. We're going to kill him. I think the biggest thing too, um, his mother's influence. Absolutely. Like you can definitely tell the characteristics from the two children. Like Azula is very much Ozai's child. Yeah. And then um, Zuko is very much Ursa's child. Oh, for sure. And I, I always wish we could have seen her story played out on on the screen it is a comic book but it's just like i feel like it would would have done her justice to get that on like even just as a short yeah you know or like a little mini series just like something to kind of like really tie in and show us Mm -hmm. where the differences lie right because it also it brings azula into that because i watched Mm -hmm. a youtube video about like well what happened to zuko's mom and they play they they narrate the whole thing yeah um and azula is a part of that and you kind of like she's still so like you don't know if you can trust her the entire time like they do bring her out of jail and yeah and get her to help find their mother and she's still i think just too she, damaged from she's, and she's from so hurt and angry yeah. like she's got there is like be... such a such a deep deep-seated rage yeah in azula that i don't and because of how it was fostered with mm-hmm. ozai and scheming and power being the only way and all of that like it really shaped how she was going to interact with yes. the world yeah i i don't blame her for how she was raised and how she turned out i don't feel like that was something that she had any control over no, whatsoever. No. Um, I don't think that necessarily makes her redeemable. No. But I do think that there is something there. And like what you're saying about like the comic books and how you wish like her mom would have been in some of them. Um, I think like I really like that because I keep thinking of like comics versus anime versus live action and stuff like that. Like, yeah, I would rather watch a comic or a live action of something that is a comic book simply mm-hmm. solely for body language. Yeah. And intonation and, and like voices. Yeah. There is so much that you learn and perceive from someone. It's the same reason why, like, when I talk to my therapist, I don't like Zoom. I know it's more convenient. I know it's perfectly fine. I live in Hinge Junction. I would mm-hmm. save a ton of money on gas. Mm-hmm. But there's a lot of perception between what she says, how she moves her eyes, if she's shifting her feet. Like, I, I take all of that in. I need it. It's necessary. Yeah. And she probably sees yours too, right? Like, you she needs off your energy. And so I feel the same certain- with, like, movies like like when they did the hunger games i was really ready to not love it just because katniss is such an internal person right and i was just like i don't understand how they're going to get she's an in, she's so internal all of all all of the things is from her point of view it's all her brain work it's all of her thought process so it's like when you make it a movie you have to rely on body language mm-hmm. when you have an internal character like that yeah which I think is probably one of the strengths that they had in casting Jennifer Lawrence is she did such a phenomenal job. She did job a really good job. I know like a lot of people visu- that visibly did not enjoy showing, that, but it's like because Katniss is a likable character, right? And I think that was yeah, I think that was the hardest part that I had with that is that Katniss really is not a likable character. She is relatable. You can understand her. Yeah. You get everything about where she's coming from. But and she, she is, is a not product likable. of and her she knows it about herself. She is well aware. She's like I I know exactly why people don't like me. Right. She just doesn't care. 
Yeah, like my life's not going to change whether you like me or not. So fuck it. Yeah, and I, I definitely think that. So I feel like anything that you make from a, like a comic book, I love to see in live action or yeah. or cartoons. Just or, yeah, expanded on. Yeah, because like I, I think it's so telling for Azula's last battle with Zuko. The music isn't like action packed, right? It's very melancholy. It's very sad because, because it is sad. It's, it's, it's her sad. descent into madness. It's, yeah. it's siblings fighting each other for power. Yes, essentially, it's, right? You've you've taken a relationship that should be full of love and acceptance, mm-hmm. and I mean, yeah, probably a little bit of annoyance and irritability because yeah. your siblings. It's yeah. supposed to be like that. Yeah, and it's turned it into a hate hate. We will never be friends again. We will never, like, there's no being civil for yeah. Thanksgiving at that point. Like, it's, yeah. I'm going to hate, I hate you forever. I'm going to kill you if I see you again. Don't call me. Don't talk to me. Fuck right off. You do not exist. I hate you so much. And that is really, really sad. sad. It as, is. as someone with siblings, yeah, it's it's very sad. Like, as, as combative as me and my family can be. You know, still family. You wouldn't kill each other. No. no, I know my sister would rock anybody who fucked with me. She has before. And there is, you know, so even when I hate her guts, I know that mm-hmm. I can call up Kendall and she will bring a can of Psycho and we're all <laughs> going to have a good time. Right. So, like, oh, I don't know what my life would look like if me and my sister, because I mean, we've had huge fights. We've stopped talking for six months to a year before. Mm, right. But I couldn't imagine going the rest of my life knowing that she hated me so actively that she wanted to murder me and all of my friends. Yeah. Like, and it's it's heartbreaking. It is really heartbreaking. It makes me feel so much more for, for Zuko because it's like, you can tell he... Wanted he wants that. human connection. Yeah. And he wants the relationship with his sister. Like yeah. he wants her to love him and he wants to love her. And, and he wants them people. both to say fuck you to their dad. And she doesn't have an inner anymore. She has been so downtrodden and abused. And that brainwashed. She, you know, yeah. like he tortured her. Yeah. Like it makes absolute sense that she's fucking nuts. Yeah. So it's yeah. Yeah, I think out of all, all that's rough, both buddy. <laughs> sorry, we're I'm bringing sorry. you down. <laughs> First, a segue into nothing about our topic, and now let's everybody have a cry. Oh, that's we're about to take a break. Everybody cry. Yeah, everybody, we're gonna take a break now. But I, I do feel, yeah, I think that, and it across most media, I think Azula is one of my favorite examples of somebody who has been so thoroughly warped by their environment. Yeah. And she fully believed in the Fire Lord and his plans. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's sad. It's sad. It's very sad. I find there's a lot of anime that like you think it's like, oh yeah, it's fun, adventure time. Oh, that's because apparently then, the jib, like they just love to like pull the rug out from underneath of you emotionally. Yeah. Out out of nowhere. Here. I have a show to talk to you about, and we'll talk about it on break because we don't need to talk about it right now. Um, but we're going to take a quick break, and then we will come back, and we can talk about some other bits and bobs from yes. Avatar. Hi! Hello! We're back. All right. What else do we really like need to talk about? Representation! Yes! <laughs> I think for me, seeing so many different types of of 
people being shown in this film meant so much to me personally, like growing up. Yeah. Um, really the only like representation, representation I had was like Pocahontas, Tiger Lily, Thomas and Victor from Smoke Signals, you know, really not, 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 not not the best, not the best at all. Not a great representation, especially when you're young. Uh, yeah. Where it's like the only Brown people I saw was that. Yeah. So getting a strong, not just strong female character in Katara, but just a strong nation in general yes. that's respected, that's not made to be the butt of the joke, yeah, was meant a lot to me and just continues to mean more and more every time I watch it. Yeah. Um, and so I think one of the greatest things that they did was to like really convey that this is like a whole full world mm-hmm. with different types of people and different nations with different values and stuff. You can actually look at like the real world influences for yeah. a lot of these other things. Like the fire, uh, fire nation is very much so based on China. Yes. Right. Uh, and like the air nomads, it's the Tibet that, yeah. and India. And then you have first Nations cultures, specifically uh, Inuit. Inuit for the water. Right. nation. Yeah, uh, water tribes. And then you have the Middle East represented through um, Earth? through the Earthbending Kingdoms. Yeah. So it's just like, and there's like some... And the level of respect that they put into each nation, yeah, you know? Yes. Like, they aren't just caricatures or stereotypes of yeah. them. And I like how they snuck in there with like, for, for each nation that is a correlation for uh, this day and age spot with different nationalities and things like that. I love that they snuck in real world issues that these countries struggle with. Yeah. Right. Or like the interpersonal, these countries have a problem with this country for this reason, because this is yeah. a split in belief or like, yeah. I love that they did that because it was really, especially when you live in a very small Northern town and you don't get a lot of like, life is like this in other places yeah. and, until yeah. you're older and you're like, Oh yeah, no. People think we live in igloos. We haven't lived in igloos in a really long time. Why is that a thing? <laughs> yeah. You don't really see that until you get older. So I love that they that they they snuck that in. Where like if you are an earthbender, um, and then if you live in in uh, in a Middle Eastern area, like this is what it's like. This yeah. is the struggles that these people have, and I really like that they did that. I mm-hmm. also really really love that Tofa is blind and they never fixed her. Yeah, yeah. I love that because it's an anime. I'm sure she probably, needed fixing. Right? There was, the assumption I, was never that there was something wrong, wrong with her. Or that she yes. was weak. Other exactly. than her parents who were like, you know, that's her baby. Their baby kind but of But I thing. feel like that's a natural thing. Yeah. Like your mother, no matter what, is always going to worry about yeah. you. Yeah. Doesn't matter. Yeah. But I, I love that because it's an anime, right? There's mm-hmm. probably so many ways that they could have magic hand wavy scienced it out so that she would get her eyesight back or, you know, and then maybe have to give it up for a sacrifice or something. They could have done that. Mm-hmm. And I really, really like that they didn't. They and just accepted it. Tof is a person. Tof has these abilities. Yes, there are some things that she's going to have to make allowances for and to struggle through. And yeah. it's not easy, mm-hmm. but it does not make her any less of a full and whole and valuable human being. And she's not less capable than anyone else. She's probably more badass than yeah. a lot of them put together. And I, I loved that. And just the fact that she was a master at 12. Yes. You know, like she was, she's a master at her earth bending before Katara was. Yes. And I feel like there's an element there where if she wasn't blind, it probably would have been harder for her. 
mm-hmm. because she had to open up extra senses. She had the stone sense that she has and stuff like that. Like, I feel like she would not have connected to that as well if she was looking with her eyes. And I think being taught by the original earthbenders, the big um, bulls, yeah. and just the fact that they kind of chose her to, mm-hmm. right, to be her teachers yeah. like, is, is, a, is saying a lot too. Yeah. So right. I think everyone, like, even if they had a disability, it was never... The be-all and all of them. Yeah. I think that might be one of my favorite things about how how it is shown that Aang learns from people who kind of had to learn in a non-traditional way. Mm-hmm. Yes. Or, like, actually, honestly, a closer to traditional way. Katara was the only waterbender in her whole tribe, yeah. and she had to teach herself yeah and she had and Toph was taught by the moles yeah and because nobody believed she could do it because she was blind yeah. mm-hmm. and Zuko had to, had, re-learn. To, had to relearn everything before he could teach Aang yeah and had to learn how to do it in a way that, that wasn't, wasn't based on his anger yes mm-hmm. that wasn't a harm to himself and to other people absolutely because Aang was like when he was first learning to the firebending he hurt Katara so it made him scared to ever try to firebend her again because he thought there was no control exactly and in a way Zuko didn't have that type of control either so they're both learning at that kind of base level again yeah so I loved that the representation for the people that Aang learned from were people who were experts in a sense but also about how to truly embody each of the elements rather than just do the bending yeah yeah and i know i'm gonna cry when the new live action netflix show comes out i know for a fact actually making that i was so much that it wasn't real no it's real the the casting is on point it's absolutely like it's amazing they've um they've completed i have the internet right in front of me <laughs> we, have the internet. we gotta we gotta show something um, someone told me it wasn't real so i didn't even really look into it so they have finished filming up. so now they're going on to post-production so i think at some point next year we will see a trailer awesome oh. so like look at uh fire lord oh Daniel De Kim. yes Ooh. paul sung uh sung hyung lee that is the perfect that uncle is- Arnold. um i'm so excited now so commander zhao good. is ken lao <gasps> I didn't um, even look it up. I was so afraid to get my heart like. No, um, it's real. Like they have the actual like, indigenous people. The only thing, Soka is not actually indigenous. I just, I just found out that he lied about his ancestry. To Rude. Replace. Yeah. So hopefully, season two they'll replace him. Um, I was yeah, very hard. Contract is up, or there's got to be some way. Like I guess he probably signed a contract, but there's got to be like an ethical. I think at some point they'll they'll do something for season two because yeah. they've already filmed. It's, I, yeah, it's, I think it's too it's late at to, this point. Yeah, and um, I found out the the voice actress for Pocahontas is going to be playing a role in this in this. Amazing! Series. That is the greatest. Uh, yeah, so like I'm gonna cry. <laughs> I'm already feeling emotional about yeah. it, and like, just like the level of awesome. care for these characters, you know, like even that was the most frustrating part about the the Shyamalan version <laughs> my introduction <laughs> your introduction i we should tell everybody i did not watch the cartoon until after i watched the live action because i did not know that it was a thing 
And then I watched the live action and I almost didn't watch the show because I thought it was so bad. No, it was just, they, they did a terrible job, like with the casting, with like the, the visual effects too. Yeah. It was just, it was bad all around. They smushed the entire first season into one movie and you can't, as they do, you can't do that. No. So I'm glad that they're making a Netflix show, like an actual series about it. So, so yeah, you're going to be able to pick and, Pick apart what you want to put in. Yes. No matter no matter what, there's always going to be something yeah. that you're like, you know what? I think this would have been better. Or I think this would have been better. Or As long as we get secret tunnels. <laughs> <laughs> as long as we get that. <laughs> oh, tunnels. Secret tunnels. It, I, listen, like it's stuck in my head very frequently. Um, almost as much as you've seen it because you have TikTok, the corn song. <laughs> have you seen the corn song yet? I haven't seen the full thing yet. Oh! I've seen like the aftermath where the, the guy was like interviewing the kid and they did like a, a corn dance. I saw that, but I didn't see the corn song. Oh, oh my god. It's so it's corn. <laughs> I, I love it. For me, it's corn. It's corn. <laughs> what do you like so much about corn? It's corn! It's a big lump of nuts. It's got the juice. It's got the juice. Yeah. Can't imagine a more beautiful thing. It's corn! Yeah. It's just constantly in my head. But now all I'm going to be thinking about is secret tunnels. So that's good because I have had the corn song stuck in my head for several days. So it'll be nice to get something new in there. Avatar free segue because you said it's been stuck in your head. I and... Nine times out of ten, people have no idea what I'm talking about. I have had the Oscar Mayer Wiener song stuck oh in my head. Oh my god, how did you For about that? three and a half months. Oh, that's brutal, too. <laughs> that's unfortunate. Yeah, three and a half months. <laughs> Although lately, I have had the uh, the applesauce, the TikTok. Oh, if you spell applesauce with just a ah, that has been in my head, which is a lot more fun. Okay, but. Also, so it looks like because they finished wrapping. So this is from August. This right. Was so they finished wrapping in. They finished filming on August, um, but they haven't made an announcement yet. So it looks like probably not till spring twenty twenty three when we get the new live action series. But that would be so much fun. I also heard somewhere that they're making a Matilda musical, and I am. Did they already have yeah. one? How did I, you not know that that was a thing? It's been a stage show for years. Well, I knew it was a stage show. It's a mu- it's been a musical the whole time. The one that you can actively like buy and have in your house and that you don't have to go on off-Broadway to watch. I didn't know it was a thing until about a week and a half ago. But that's because I am the most introvert of introverts. I am chronically online, so I know everything all well, the time. And yeah. that's where like people are like, well, how don't you know? Tony, you're on your phone every fucking day, all the time. It's like I'm hours. reading fan fiction. <laughs> that's, that's what I said. Because Kendall was at the house. She's like, Tony, how did you not know about that? Like, I thought for sure, out of everybody, you would know. I read fan fiction 24-7. <laughs> Even to us. I'm embarrassed to admit this in public. But my sister, for her bridal shower... She gave, everyone had, like, they did games. So everyone had a whole bunch of, like, most likely to X or um, only will eat beans. Like, just weird facts about everybody. And one of mine was uh, most likely to be reading fan fiction during the reception. (laughs) And I was offended 
but only because it was true. I and I did, in like, fact, read fan fiction during the reception. It's like, it's, I want to be mad, but you're just correct. You're just, right? I'm mad because it's true. Yeah, that's rude. Yeah. Don't have to come for my throat like that. Right? Um, my sister's really good at that. Oh, she is. <laughs> yes. Whatever. It's one of my favorite things about her. It is, yeah. Again, because Tony and I know each other for so long. My sister I, goes straight for the jugular. I've never usually like, in is, the funniest way possible, but right. also the most hurtful. <laughs> it really is. It is like she has like a sixth sense for like finding the thing that you are the, the most, most self conscious about. I don't know where. <laughs> she like, she could have only talked to you once. Quite literally, like she, it's like she had like she it's like she reads your mind. It's like what's the thing that bugs you the most about yourself? Oh god. Okay, cool. <laughs> Let me make the harshest joke I possibly can about it. I love her to death. Oh, she's amazing. She's she's the greatest. Oh, yeah. Uh she yeah. once punched a girl in elementary school because she kicked me in the back. Like my sister's amazing, but she has a cruelty streak mm-hmm. that a lot of people don't see because she is also a very lovely and generous human being. Yeah, no. Um, <laughs> for real, I do actually think my sister's awesome. She just is also diabolically scary. Yeah. And I would not want to fuck her. Oh, absolutely not. I'm so glad that she likes me because I could never. So, speaking of fan fiction, to bring this back around. Yeah. I am always down to talk about fan fiction. Um, if you were going to be writing a story mm-hmm. in the Avatar universe to, like, fix something in the story or change something in the story, what do you think you would do? If I had to pick anything, Mm -hmm. anything at all, I would want, uh, when Zuko and Iroh get exiled and leave, like, I mean, Iroh just decides to leave with him. Totally fine. I think they should have found a way to sneak Azula out with them. I think that would have changed a shit ton. I mean, yeah, she's still going to have trauma that they're going to have to go through. Well, like, like at the very beginning. Yeah. Oh, okay. Like when they get exiled and he has to leave, he gets burned and they're like, Kate, fuck off. You can't come back till they found the avatar. I would have loved it if, like, Zuko walked onto the ship and had Uncle Iroh and Azula in the bedroom. Like, just just sitting out waiting, having tea, and having her, like, being in tears. Because at this point, like, she wouldn't have wanted to leave, but it would have been the best decision that Iroh could make Uh, for her. I see. And to have, like, that element where, like, she would go with them and tracking them. And that's a lot of time for her to work through trauma, Mm -hmm. and that brings another element into the gang whenever they all get back together. Like, Mm -hmm. I would have loved that. That would have been so much fun. Um, alternately, I would have loved it if Katara's grandma could have come with them. I loved that little old lady. Oh, yeah. She was phenomenal. She was phenomenal. I would have loved it. Just, just to have them, you know, backpacking through all of these nations with this tiny, sarcastic, you know, just, just this little lady nitpicking the whole way. Amazing. I'm trying to think of what I would change. Or at least one expanded expand. Like, it doesn't, that's what I mean. It's like, it's not necessarily a change. Or just like something that you would focus on. Either something that you would focus on to change or something that you would focus on to expand on. I think more for Legend of Korra, I would love um I love more backstory with uh Suki and and Sokka. I thought they made such a great pairing at mm-hmm. the end, you know, and the fact that there's like really no mention of her at all. Yeah. I, I found kind of really odd. That's fair. And maybe, like, maybe that is something that we will... Yeah. Tie back into at some point. Yeah. Or even, like, um, Azula's friends May and... 
Tylee. Tylee, like I really I, love their dynamic I together. I want to know. I I think I would do a story focused on um, Tylee. Yeah, because she is so fascinating. She, absolutely, like I, everything about her is insane. Like I want to know. I want to travel with her and her circus. Like I want to know yeah. everything about. Cheap walking. How how did you learn all of this? Like where what is your life? Yeah. Because on top of it just being like a strange thing for her to be Azula's friends, mm-hmm. it's like, how did they meet? Yeah. Also, yeah. how did she get Azula to be her friend? Exactly. Like, like May I kind of see because she yeah. was in court, they'd been friends for since they were kids. Yeah. But like Ty Lee is just some random weird bendy circus girl who's a psycho. I think I was I was under the impression that Ty Lee was part of like a royal family as well in the Fire Nation and then ran away to the circus because I think they said that she had seven sisters and they all were kind of the same. So she wanted to stand out. Right. But I, I love the fact that she you look at her and you don't see her as a threat, but she is the biggest threat to any bender out there. Those are my favorite. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. my favorite trope ever. Like, anything. If you have, like, the teeny tiny little blonde cheek. That's why I love Buffy so much. Is right. Like, she's this, this just short, teeny, pretty little girl, and she kicks ass like no one's business. Yeah. I love the idea of that. Or, like, um, I just watched, I mean, segue into something else, as I do. Uh, I, I watched this movie on Disney Plus, mm-hmm. The Princess. I haven't seen it yet. It is so good. Um, very, very quick, very small spoiler. Within the first three minutes, she's dislocating her thumb to get out of handcuffs. Oh. <laughs> she kills three people in the first five minutes. Amazing. It's It was the most adorably badass movie. And when I started it, and it starts and she's in this tower, and I'm like, oh, it's going to be one of those. Right. And then immediately she just starts kicking ass. And I was like, okay, I'm here for it. And she's just this tiny little princess and I didn't think about it until after I was watching it with Jazz. And it hit me why I loved it so much. Because she very rarely speaks in the movie. There are a couple of lines, but she's very soft-spoken. Like, someone's like, who the fuck are you? And she's like, well, I'm the princess. Just very soft-spoken. But mm. the whole time she's kicking ass. She's grunting and groaning and making all of these stereotypically ugly sounds. Right. And then... She straightens up and she's, you know, this proper British princess out of nowhere. And I loved the dichotomy where, like, she's in this white gown, she's kicking ass, she's making ugly noises. And then when she deigns to speak to someone, it's just like, yeah, well, you know, this is who I am. And I'm just like, I love it. I love the idea of a strong kick-ass lady. That's awesome. Mm -hmm. I recommend it. You should watch it. Okay. Uh, Yeah, I'm going to look it up. Will do. Will do. But yeah, like uh, it I, is rated R, so maybe not for R. <laughs> I've seen the trailers. Like I know, I know. It's not I, even, anyway. I started to watch it, and I was like, "Oh, um, my niece Casey is uh, in grade five. Yeah, and I was like, "Oh, Casey would love this," and I started to watch it, and I got more and more. And they started using cut, and I was just like, "Oh, okay, yeah, no, this is this is not a movie for Casey." Yeah, I was watching it with my mom. I was like, "Oh, mom, do you think Casey would watch it?" Thirty seconds later. This guy's called her a cunt, and she's like, "Yeah, no, Tony, this movie is not." I was like, "Yeah, no, I, I made, I put I'm, that together. I made that connection." Uh, it took me a minute to realize that nope, nope, this is not a movie for her. No, Later on, that's so funny. When she's fifteen, <laughs> well, I watched know. my first R-rated movie at like fourteen, so I feel like I was for saying you're pushing it by waiting <laughs> till fifteen. Um, so what's your fanfic to bring it back? What that you would. I would like, to, I want to, to write a fanfic about Tylee's time in the circus. I want to know everything. I want 
to figure out how why her and Azula are friends. I want a training montage. <laughs> oh yeah, I would love Absolutely. a Tylee training montage. Yes, like she blocking get out of my life. Yeah, like so. And like, cool. who's her teacher, or did she teach herself? Montage. That's exactly. Yeah, 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 I absolutely. need so much more information. One of the like, I think every character is just so fascinating from this world. Mm-hmm. You know, from the Cabbage Man to to Ozai. I <laughs> I love the Cabbage Man. I oh. don't remember the Cabbage. So man. do you not? Oh my god! I guess because you like you weren't watching this consistently. <laughs> no. So you've seen it. So basically, it's a running gag. It's a running gag through the entire series. Like Dexter Mask getting kidnapped. Vaguely, because it's just it's this poor man, and he's changing cities all the time to try with his cart to sell his cabbages, and every time they fuck up his cabbage yes. cart. Okay. He's like, no, no, no cabbages. Yes. Yeah. Okay. As soon as you said this little old guy pushing his cart in different places, I'm like, oh, yes, no, okay. I, I know what you're talking about. So the best casting for the new Netflix show, The Cabbage Man is played by the voice actor. <gasps> yes! yes! So we are going to have him on screen screaming, my cabbages! <laughs> I love it. So good. <laughs> so, so good. And by the way, this show is so funny. It's yeah. like the so humor funny. still gets me even at thirty. Like I'm still giggling along with everything they're they're putting out. Yeah, it's great. Um, I have a side note. Yes, they had no business making Sokka and and Katara's dad so hot. Oh, so okay. <laughs> even Korra's dad is like, huh, that's what smoking. is I why are these like middle aged waterbender men? So fine because like it's like the rise of the Dilf. Like, like listen, which I am I am here for that. Like that is I'm happy. The middle aged like dad age characters from the Fire Nation are not hot. No, the the middle aged like dad dad type from the uh, from the Earth Kingdom not hot. The Airbenders are dead. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I assume they wouldn't be hot, but they're, they're not. Dead, so they're it's like Pavla. It's like. Schrodinger's cat. And I just, like, I have, they had no business. They had no business making all of the air, like, the waterbender dad's foxes. Yes. Oh, his actor for the show? Get the fuck away from me. No! He's fucking All right, so we're thirsting through this. Uh, His name is uh, Joel uh, Montgrad. Montgrand. And I will say, I, I am happy that, like, when we see adult Sokka, he also is hot. Yeah. Good. He deserves it, though. He does. He deserves it. After all this bullshit. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, I am so glad you said that. And I mean, it's probably going to be overshare for a whole bunch of people. But you are not the only one who loves Avatar that has the opinion. Because the amount of very, very dirty Hakoda fan fiction. Oh, my God. People are thirsting. Like, it is... Is it me? Am I people? I mean, you are a part of people. <laughs> but no, it's just generally, like, there is some really, really raunchy fanfics out there about Hakoda what? and that whole thing. And people, like, we, we, did, like, don't deserve the internet. Like, no, I appreciate the amount of things. We ruined the internet. I, we've <laughs> been learned, 20 years and we've ruined it. We've learned so many things. And we can share so many things. But at what fucking cost? Exactly. Yes. 
I gross myself out. And I'm not even the worst one I know. No. No. I was like, I was talking to Kaylee the other day. She's like, can I use, she wanted to change my Spotify song to put some on. And I was like, oh yeah, go ahead. Like, she's one of the very few people that I would be comfortable handing my phone to because my internet tab is always open. If you open my phone, it pops up. Almost always is the first thing. It's the first thing. It's, I'm reading a fan fiction. It's my internet tab. Mm -hmm. It's open. So it's the only people that I'd be like, it's fine, Kayla. I know you're not going to judge me for the filth you're about to see. Yes, I don't care. Just hit the home button, find Spotify. It's fine. I had to show her Young Gravy. Yes. Okay. Oh, it's Felicia has heard all about my obsession with Young Gravy and how it was supposed to be a fucking joke. And now you love it. Now it's not a joke. He's a fucking whore. I'm in his slutty bathrobes. We were talking about how he he's very like nerdy hot and it makes me angry yes you can't rap like that and then be nerdy hot too it's so and irritating. six foot seven right it's he so irritating yes. when you see a good looking man and he has the exact same interests as you and it's just like why are you so, like no you can't be both you can't be both listen it's not fair you gotta be six foot tall you gotta be nerdy hot or you gotta be able to rap like you can't listen it's not fair you can't and it's and he seems so nice and everybody says that he's so sweet like everybody that's met him has been like, he's lovely. Um, I I'm, I'm suspicious now. Like it's like, <laughs> do you do you like murder people? Is that do you eat people? Are you a cannibal? There's something wrong. Can I you. dig up your azalea bushes just to check? Like yeah, but I'm I'm firmly convinced. Like you can't be cool, be hot, funny, and night. Like pick a fucking thing, dude. Yeah, you get to pick two, two. You can have two of four. Yeah. You can be talented. You can be hot. You can be cute, you can be talented, you can be any conglomeration, but you can only pick two. You can't be funny and hot and talented. Nah, pick one. Yeah. The rest of us have to. Like, <laughs> I'm it's only fair. It's you, I will. <laughs> <laughs> we should end right here for a break. <laughs> so I can beat the shit out of her. I'm not actually going to beat the shit out of her, but I am going to give her a stern talking to. <laughs> All right, we'll be right back and we'll close out with our final thoughts about Avatar. So I had a thought while I was taking my little break. Did anyone ever explain to Zuko why Aang isn't an 100-year-old man? <laughs> I don't think so. I so I just, I just, I'm just picturing now him... Kind of just going through it and piecing it together based on the shit that everybody says around him as to why he is not an old man, but is an 11 year old child. And him like talking about the earth, like the airbenders and like the nomads that he used to know. And Zuko having done all of the research and like knowing what happened. He's like, that dude is for sure dead and has been dead for a hundred years. Why do you know this guy? Like I have so many questions and nobody's ever like, no set him down and been like, all right, so this is what happened. Yeah. And I feel like that would fall right into, like, the name thing. Yeah. Like, I, I feel like those those are two integral parts of something that he is just... I kind of wondered, like, I thinking about that, I wish, you know, when they had, like, the play episode where they recapped the entire last two seasons? Yeah. Where, like, they had a scene where Zuko looks at Aang, he's like, that's what happened to you? <laughs> no, yeah, he's like, like, man... I, that's like, rough, buddy. <laughs> it's like, no, yeah, no one explained to him. They were just like, fuck you, and just like kept like, yeah. going. <laughs> like, like, we don't have to explain shit to you. You're yeah. trying to kill us. 
But then later, like or I, as a friend group, yeah. like I just I feel like nobody. I would just sat him down and was just like, "Hey, FYI, just to catch you up." Like I don't. That obviously didn't happen, and he never brings it up. No, yeah, because the first episode, he's like. When he goes the the water uh, the water he's tribe, literally he's confused. confused. Yeah, he's like, "Where's the old man?" He grabs an old yeah. man. He's like, "He's gonna look like this," and yeah. everyone's just like, "What are you talking about?" Uh, no, <laughs> I would have loved. I would love like when we were talking about like a scene or like what would you love to rewrite or expand on. I would love to see just like a one short of like them all sitting around a, a fire and they're all having a conversation. Then out of nowhere, it goes just like, "So I gotta ask." <laughs> what's the deal <laughs> like you oh, have no beard okay. like shouldn't you not like be taller did time go backwards where you like i would just love to see like some kind of out of the blue he's just like okay what the fuck okay so because i was like we could like finish off with some fun stuff i searched up avatar on tumblr oh yay that's, that's, the, best, best. that's the best place to hilarious is an anarchy on Tumblr, made a post. I like to think that Zuko was never told by anybody that Aang ended up being a child, not a hundred-year-old man. So he just sort of starts figuring it out in bits and pieces <laughs> based on the info he gets from Aang and the rest. Like Aang's like, you know, the hardest part about being a hundred, born a hundred years ago, Zuko, who just woke up after getting an arrow pointed against his head, seeing that Aang is clearly twelve. Huh? <laughs> Aang, this is what Monk Giesto told always taught me, Zuko. Having done extensive research on the air nomads, knowing that this is impossible because guess who died in the temple raids? What the fuck? What the fuck? What the fuck? Sokka. Yeah, and then Aang entered the spirit world for the very first time trying to save me. Zuko, who up until this point just assumed that Aang had been traveling through the spirit world somehow during all of this time? Interesting. <laughs> in the play, it looks like somebody is stuck in the iceberg. But who? Who was the boy in the iceberg? Zuko, after only half paying attention, it was an iceberg? <laughs> <laughs> because, exactly. I... That, is, that is exactly what he would think. He would like yes. think it was some like magical, mystical thing, and it's like, nah, dude, yeah. but I was just frozen. Yeah. Could we, could we say that Zuko's kind of like a bit of a himbo? Like, could no. We... No? So... Um, elements I could see, but overall, no. And I will explain to you why, and it is because there's a very specific re thing that is a himbo. Right. A himbo requires three things. Okay. <laughs> a himbo needs to be buff. Okay, that's fair. Stupid. Yeah, Zuko's not stupid, he's just kind of kind. Zuko's you, kind. Yes, but you need all three elements. Yeah. Like, like He-Man is a himbo. Strong, and uh, like, dumb, and strong, that's just a jock. You have to have the golden retriever energy in there. Dumb and kind. Mm -hmm. I can't remember what it actually is. It's not a himbo, though. That's just a man. <laughs> you're, you're dumb and kind. Uh, you are water boy. <laughs> strong and, like, stupid and buff. Or whatever it is. But you need all three. You need right. all three elements to be a himbo. Okay. Yeah, I guess Kazuko's just clueless. Just kind of, like, clueless or autistic. <laughs> there was join our new game show <laughs> Which, okay having said that and i don't know if you guys have ever watched it i just finished watching the first season of made for love 
Never heard no. of it. Oh my god. Okay. So <laughs> me and Jazz watched the first season and we have been in a very spirited debate over whether this guy's a narcissist or autistic. So the, the premise of this whole thing is this girl, 10 years ago, goes on a first date with this billionaire tech guy out of nowhere. And he's just like obsessed with her. They've known each other six hours. And he's like, come marry me. And she's just like, I mean, okay. Um, and then, so his whole house is decked out with technology. You have to have a sensor in your finger to open the doors. She doesn't get a sensor. She is trapped in this technologically advanced compound with no real power. He tracks her naps. She rates her orgasms. Like it is a fucked up scenario. And he's developing this technology that is supposed to psychically connect two couples so that they are psychically one person. So he does not tell her. She knows that he's that she's working on this project. It does not tell her. He has already implanted that into her brain. Oh my god. And so she finally when he, they have a like a board meeting, they have a big party and they come out and he tells all of these board people and investors that like this is ready to launch. We're going to be the first couple. And she's just like, "Excuse me, what the fuck?" Doesn't know what's in her brain yet. Just knows that he wants to do this to her and she's just like, "Mm-mm." Escapes, but he's in her brain. So he can see what she's seeing. He she everything he can hear what she's hearing like this whole thing and it's all about her running away and him being like why don't you love me and just being such a very awkward fucking human being and this whole time I I still watch the whole first season and I still don't know if he's autistic or a sociopath or a narcissist like it's just so weird he's so emotionally backwards like he does not like smell and she's just like it it smells like nothing I want to smell fresh air I want to smell flowers why would you want that? That makes no sense. Like he just does not compute. It's called Made for Love. I definitely recommend it. Huh. It's got the same lady. Um, she plays the mom in How I Met Your Mother. It's got that lady. Oh, okay. I've seen commercials for it. Now that it okay, is, yeah, yeah, yeah. It is really good. Her dad is a uh, Ray Romano. Is plays her dad. Oh, really? Yes. Huh. Okay. Uh, he has a sex doll girlfriend. It's it's pretty much as much as I'm going to tell you about because then I actually have to go into it, but I recommend it. It is hilarious. Tell me what you think when you're done. It's called made for love. Okay. It was fantastic. Again, because it's on Amazon prime. I should also say it's on Amazon prime Okay. Uh, because I'm scrolling through things. So like, Oh, like maybe we can talk about this for, for tumblers. And somebody made a little comic based on a text post that somebody made. Uh, and it's Katara. And it's like one time at a party, I kissed somebody's girlfriend, and it's like pans to uh, Katara kissing Sami. Oh, oh, so okay. Uh, and then, but to make sure that he wasn't mad, I went and kissed him too. And <laughs> oh, Cora. Yes, you said Katara. Oh, Cora. So like, what is that? How does that work? Okay, no, that yeah, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. And then it's like, and I blacked out, and I woke up with the text in a group chat with both of them, and it just said, "Did you make it home safe, baby?" <laughs> <laughs> so what I was going to say uh, is I think one of my favorite things about the story is so interesting and has so many great elements, but the characters are just people. Yeah. And like, there's, it's so easy to get attached to characters. And I feel like you could say any character is your favorite character and everybody would get it. Like there's yes. not one character that I'd be like, that's a weird choice. Like it is so easy to find the person that you connect with. And they're all interesting and individual. Like yeah. Everybody feels, even when we went into doing um, the Book of Katara, 
there was no rehashes of any of those characters. Like, everybody was, like, a new yeah. archetype. Like, they were, like, a totally new character. I didn't feel like there was parallels between what the characters were going through mm-hmm. in Katara and what... Korra. Korra. <laughs> it's the K. It's the K's. Like, yes. Yeah, yes. Yeah. Um, like, I didn't feel like there was a ton of... Recycling. Recycling between... Cora and her group of friends versus Aang and yeah. like the gang. Like it was a whole new sets of characters that and were traits, all individuals but, and yeah. traits that felt individual to each of those people. Yeah, absolutely. Individual combinations, individual groups. I like that. And I'm, I, I help what they do. Cause I think they're talking about doing a whole new season with a whole new avatar. And that's something that was like really I've been wanting for a really long time where it's like, okay, they're cycling through the generations. So the next one will be an earthbender. So it'll be completely different from Korra as well as Aang. Yes. And then they're going to be in a whole new time frame. So my dream was always like having it kind of come into the 21st century. I was going to say, I would love if they could do like, have the whole show be like 12 seasons long. Yeah. And then cycle through up the avatars until you get to like, a modern day this is what it looks like for an inuit tribe modern day this yeah. is what it looks like for um east indian modern day like yeah I, I would i would love that that would be so fun so i think that's what they're possibly starting to write or at least in the process of planning it out right so it'll be um the ho- a whole new avatar that's what they're doing too um with buffy they're doing a new Buffy. I can't remember if they're making it a show or a movie or a comic, oh. but they're doing, it won't be Buffy. It will still be a Slayer, but mm. it's more like once they all get activated, right? Oh, okay. So Buffy's retired. She's not really in it. She's mentioned because original, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but it's about a different Slayer through a different oh, generation. Okay. Amazing. And I want to see it so bad, but then I'm also like, oh, but I love Buffy so much. What am I going to do if she's not in it? Like, it's one of those things for me that I, I'm afraid. I'm as afraid That's as fair. I am excited. Yeah. Because it's like, it could go great or it could go terribly. Yes. There's a fine line between like being really good, but also being really hokey. Yeah. Right. And I I can understand that fear of like, well, how are they going to write it? Because you can be campy, but it can also be really good, or it's going to be, like, really, really bad. Yes. Or, or like, small moments of campy, you know? Yeah, like, yeah. Because I feel like Xander's whole character was pretty campy, too. Yeah. So, like, as that, like, comedic relief, I'm totally fine with that. Mm-hmm. But overall, like, I just, I'm nervous. I guess for campy for me, it's, like, comparing Riverdale to Sabrina the Teenage Witch, right? Whereas, yeah. like, Sabrina had the perfect amount of campy. Yes. Like like the new one that they, they, they did. The Chilling whereas, Adventures. Yes. Whereas Riverdale just has gone completely <laughs> off the fucking rails. I have feels. I have got feels. <laughs> but you know what I'm saying, I just, right? I just want to scream. So do we want to, like, how do we want to wrap up talking about Avatar? If within the gang you could trade out their bending abilities, who would get what? Ooh. If Katara wasn't a waterbender, what would she be? Uh, Katara would be a firebender. Yeah, I could see her being a firebender. Or, ooh, way out there, what would Sokka be if he was a bender? I love that Sokka isn't a bender. Right? I do love it. But I do I love think... that. But, like, if, if we were to take a bending ability from someone and give it to Sokka, I what would it be? I kind of see airbender. 
Mm-hmm. I think with the way he moves and everything is just kind of so natural where it... And I also think he is so much about protecting and... And he processes things so much in his head. Yeah. Versus physically. Yes. Like it is not, not, it's not an emotional reaction and it is not a physical reaction for Sokka. No. It is always calculated. Like calculated yeah. because... And I always think it's so funny because... Sokka is incredibly smart, but Sokka is also completely just inept. Socially inept. There's there's definitely a disconnect between the intelligence and the brain. <laughs> yes. Yeah. But he like I I completely agree. He's not he doesn't react to things like just like head on kind of thing. Yeah. He has to think about his movements. He needs to strategize. Yes. So I think that's more kind of based on airbending in my yeah. opinion yeah like that's what i mean it's yeah, like it's yeah. so much more about he's very controlled and as much as like Sokka is loud and obnoxious and silly yeah Sokka is very controlled yes i do agree and then, then i think too um for as calculated as he is and for as um in touch with everything he is as much as he complains about it he is also pretty go with the flow yeah like thing goes things go to shit a lot and Sokka's always willing to be like, this fucking sucks. I can't believe this happened. But as he's complaining, he's like, we're doing this it, and yeah. he's figuring it out. Oh, yeah. He's making the plans. Sokka, Sokka will bitch about everybody the entire time because he is just... He's the fixer. He's a fool. Yeah. But he will also have 17 contingency plans the entire time. Yeah. And he'll be like, if I had need to build a bomb, I guess I'm building a bomb. Yeah. Like that is the type of... He's like, I'm going to build the bomb. I'm going to tell all of you that you're stupid and this is a terrible idea. I'm going to pretend I did not make the bomb so you do not rely (laughs) on the bomb that I have. But I am still making the bomb. Absolutely. (laughs) And I think think that's why he gets along so well with Aang. Like, they really kind of have that sort of the same energy. Like, maybe their ideals are slightly different, but not so far off where you don't believe that they could be really good friends. Yeah. Like, they're not total opposites. And... I think for uh, Suki, I can see her being more of a firebender. I think just because of the amount of control that she has. Suki? Suki. That's, um, she's one of the Kyoshi warriors. Right, 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 right. Yes. Right, right. So I can see her being fire just for the control and, like, the passion that she has. Mm-hmm. What about Toph? Like, if Toph wasn't an earthbender, what do you think? I could see her maybe being a waterbender. I was going to say, like, I think if she was going to be anything else, it would be a waterbender. Because it's so directly connected with the physical world that she interacts with. Mm -hmm. Which I think is, like, a lot of the basis for her bending, right? Yeah. I don't, I feel like air is too broad and open that she would have a really hard time with it. Yeah. And fire is created and doesn't really aside from destroying the physical world doesn't interact with the physical right. world around it yes whereas like that's why Aang had a hard time learning earthbending because, because it's he, you have to be grounded you have to be stern with your decisions yeah like, whereas with water you can be those those malleable and movable flowing and yes yeah but it's very much so like they they're all the elements yeah but like in yeah. terms of like the elements that are very much attached to the earth yeah. The only ones that are really, that comprise the physical earth are water and earth. Yeah. What do you think for Zuko? What would he be, do you think? I think he would be probably water. Yeah. I can, I can agree. Really? Okay, well. I think he would do earth, in all honesty. 
I feel like Zuko as himself with the way he was raised, I feel like being grounded mm-hmm. and centered and like he's stubborn. I think yeah. like if, if he, sure. yeah, I feel like he would do earth before he did anything else. I, I, I like to see it. Right. <laughs> I, I see Like I understand why you guys went to water. Cause there is, a direct correlation there there yeah. there is an opposite side of the coin there where like absolutely and i mean i'm pretty sure if 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 he was a waterbender he would bloodbend for tomorrow like the rest of his life he'd be like oh i can do this i don't, but I, don't I, see I just don't for for zuko no i just i just can't see him being that into the bloodbending aspect i can see him being part like being not, into like metal bending yeah. or like the lava bending but not necessarily out of a like malicious undertone where like i'm gonna boil your your blood but like i could see him like just automatically so like his sister's walking past iroh and he uses the oh. blood in her hand to smack him upside the head like i could see him playing with it oh okay I just like very different like you know like when somebody gets like a head rush because all of their blood like drops to the bottom of their feet i can see him doing so that just, like people walking by and just be like meh so they just so drop he's, he's the prank okay. you know like i could see that i could see that okay. but i i do feel like if i would also like being able to and like being able to i think it's one of those things like well everyone's like oh blood bending and it's like you could also use blood bending to like save lives save lives <laughs> Yeah. Because if somebody's bleeding out, you, you can, can like clot, hold like... all of the blood back or force the blood to clot. Yeah. Or like if somebody like you can slow somebody's heart rate and those types of things if they're, if they're having a panic attack. Yeah. Like or... there are things you can do that are positive. Yes. Right, right. <laughs> <laughs> I love I love that Felicia went straight to blood boiling and death. And I was just like, no, like hold on, hold on, hold on, hold <laughs> on. I mean, I'm someone that was I'm just thinking it's like I would I would love to see like a full like rated R version. That's very <laughs> true. Yeah. That would be pretty dope. You can aspects of that in in Korra. That's Korra definitely feels like more of an adult. Uh, adult like which is good because they're like because they're older. Yeah. Yes. It's very hard to be like I mean like we're already kind of dealing with like child soldiers. Yes. <sighs> Neither here nor there. That's a common theme in anime I find though. But yeah. I find like they don't they don't mind leaning into the darker tones of it. Absolutely. Right? Where it's like the, the Earth Queen getting her air sucked out of her and you're like oh my god I never thought of how dangerous air bending could, could be. really yeah. be because they're sucking they, all the moisture out of yeah. the mummifying like it's, it's there's some really horrifying. horrific ways yeah. oh it's a nightmare it's an absolute fucking nightmare it's a travesty but yes so i see it for zuko but i do firmly believe he would probably do it i can see that too um so the thing that i sort of that was nothing to do with what you said it was about a post <laughs> that i looked um toe earth katara water zuko fire ang air Sokka. Comedy! <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. I also feel like if, if Sokka were to have, like, a power, it would probably have something to do with either finding or losing that boomerang. Oh, yeah. It disappears boomerang a back. lot. So that's either got to be his special power, is that he just has unlimited boomerangs in his backpack, and it doesn't matter that he loses them, or his superpower is finding them in very odd places. <laughs> that's true. <sighs> There's so much to love. We could keep so talking much. forever. We, we could, could sit here yes. and just... We can go like episode by episode or season no. by season. I, I said would... we could. I didn't say we are going to. I would love to do one where like, there's no topic. We will all just show up and we'll just... It's like, hey, what do you want to talk about right let's, now? Just let's tell just... Me, tell me I just want to see how many topics we can cover in an hour and a half. <laughs> That's kind of like what we did on the first episode. Yeah, like, I was like, just <laughs> thinking that. Pick your poison. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> 
circling all the way back to the beginning, folks. Yeah. No, but I really, I am so happy that this has come out and that it has received the kind of love and attention that it deserves. Yes. Yes. And that more people are, are discovering it. I think one of my favorite things was finding, um, sorry, are we talking about the podcast or the, the avatar? Avatar. I was talking about avatar. <laughs> I, we just, we went from talking about the, uh, the podcast back to avatar. And I, I was just like, sorry. <laughs> Um, I that jumped a little too quickly. I me. am not full of myself. In fact, kind of not a big fan. Not a big fan of me. Uh, so the concept of being like, I'm so glad that it's like so universally loved. <laughs> Saying that about my own podcast on air. Um, who the fuck do you think I am? <laughs> I am very clearly talking about <laughs> Avatar. <laughs> Well, maybe we're just talking about my inclusion into the pop. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, it's like, I, I, you, you have elevated for sure. Always. That's because I can't shut up and I tend to just go on tangents. And no, I no. I don't really care how much time You bring takes. a great energy and we all get along really well and we're all on the same page, which is awesome. It's like, even if I'm not, I'm, I appreciate that both of you are. Like, yeah. when you go into your anime love and I'm like, I can't be a part of this because I don't watch it, but I'm so happy that Kayla has someone to geek out about it. Yes. <laughs> yes. All right. I discovered a, a YouTube uh, group, Sean Tanktop, where they watch the entire like series of Avatar The Last Airbender. And they're all in like their mid-30s. They're from the States. And it's just like during the pandemic. So this was like their way to kind of like, I know, stay sane. Yeah. So like that was my favorite thing is like rewatching it through their eyes as like adults. I watching. love getting to see somebody's like first reaction to media that I love. Yes. Love it. Uh, a little bit of a different tangent. I saw, because you talk about YouTube, there is a someone somewhere produced, it's on YouTube, and it's a Dragon Ball Z voiceover. But this person who's voicing over, no context. None. He doesn't I know what's going on. He doesn't know who these people are. It just opens. There's no sound. And he is narrating what he thinks is going on. Oh my God. It is one of the funniest things I've ever seen. I can't remember what it's called. Uh, but I used to work with at the Westmark showed it to me. The absolute joy that that concept brings me. YouTube it, man. You'll probably find it. It is hilarious. And I do really fucking love it. All right. Good to know. Right. Every time I'm on here, I'm also like, I feel like I should apologize for no. my, because when I get, I get all amped and then I get really loud. And then I say something that I feel is like a little bit scandalous. And then I'm automatically just <laughs> Which doesn't work on a fucking podcast, Tony. It's like, fine. It's a pretty good microphone. <laughs> yeah. Um, we've yet to have anything not come through. So I think we're good. <laughs> you know what? It's always a great time having the three of us together it's always so much fun thank you so much for coming and talking about yeah. avatar with us absolutely i wish i could contribute more to that conversation but i didn't watch it consecutively so i get really fucking confused but i also feel like you have some really great opinions on yeah. like just in general yeah. like how you yeah. just you know as a, as a human yeah. um so i think we can all agree avatar's great go watch it go watch it thank you, you so so much for tuning in we have a Twitch channel, by the way, at the Nerdy North. Yeah. Uh, we have not streamed anything yet because I don't have a good setup. Well, so, so it'll it's coming down the pipe. We will have some stuff going up soon, hopefully not too much longer. We'll, we'll figure it out. Uh, we'll <laughs> see you guys next time. Bye. 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 Bye.
<laughs> Stay nerdy, my friends. Bye. Bye.